Hello, and welcome to episode 189 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we are going to take you on a journey through the lifestyles of the rich and dominarious. <laughs> that sounded way better in my head than the actual title is. <laughs> we might not be taking you on that journey after all. We will find out. But we are going to talk about Domina- Dominaria United spoilers. Yeah, it's time for our set or- review episode. So we're... Uh... We're going to cover the limited archetypes just a little bit. Um, we're not going to go super deep, but uh, let kind of give you an overview of what to look out for this weekend when you're playing. And then we're going to do some uh, some single card discussions. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like to uh, get us on social media, all the links are in the description below if you'd like to talk about how bad that title was. Uh, <laughs> just be glad I didn't try to do my full-on Robin Leach voice. It's been a long time since I heard him, so I don't even think I can even know where to start. Yeah, I don't. It's been a very long time. I don't think I could do it either. Um, aside from our social media stuff, uh, we also have a YouTube channel where you can watch this episode. Or you can watch all our episodes there and kind of look at us while we talk at you. Uh, but this episode in particular, because I will have, hopefully it works out, I'm trying something new, but I will have images of cards on the screen as we're talking about them so you can kind of follow along with us. Also, I've been getting really good at thumbnails, and I think some of them are kind of hilarious, so you should at least go check out our YouTube channel to uh, to check out my handiwork on the thumbnails. It's a casual try here at MTG on YouTube. Um, two different ways you can help support the show that we would really appreciate. The first costs you nothing because you're going to be buying product anyway. Uh, use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Buy your whatever you're going to buy there, single sealed product, accessories whatever you're going to do um and you'll help support the show at the same time uh tcg player typically has the cheapest prices around at least from what i can tell that's usually where i buy from and like i said we get a percentage that helps helps keep the lights on here uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly patreon.com slash casual mtg give us a couple bucks We'll get you access to our pre-show, which is kind of just another hour of us that you get to listen to. Completely unscripted. You never really know what we're going to be talking about because we never know what we're going to be talking about. Uh, you also get to look at our show notes a little bit before the show goes live. So you get a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about. And you get put on my mailing list for when I do uh, givebacks. I sent those out Sunday, Saturday. Ooh. So all you patrons should be getting them by the time you're hearing this. They should be starting to arrive. So thank you. My yes, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you for supporting us. If you want to support us, like I said, uh, casual try, try hard MTG at Patreon and chip a couple bucks in. Mm-hmm. So we should probably get going into this. We've got a lot yeah. to cover. We sure do. Try and not not make it a three-hour episode. And and it's almost bedtime. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go over the limited archetypes. There weren't any uh, uh, gold cards that really, like, struck us. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certainly some playable ones, but I think there was plenty enough for us to talk about in, like, the mono-colored stuff. So I don't think we're going to get too much of the gold-colored stuff. So, like, blue-white... The archetype is go wide with instants and sorceries. So generating tokens, protecting them, and boosting them is apparently what the official wizard's uh, verbiage is. 
Yeah, it, a little weird because um, like go wide isn't normally a blue white like archetype. Normally blue whites like flyers or whatever. Yeah, red white is usually go wide. Yeah, um, so like, something kind of new. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Uh, next up black. is we have blue black. Um, blue black is a control deck in this format. They use card advantage to eke out a victory over time. They said it's a combination of instant sorceries and death. Wow, intense. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but yeah, that's pretty intense. Intense. Red black yeah. is a combination of death and aggression. Ooh. We got a lot of death going on. They're just like the swamp has a skull on it. Death this time. Yep, death. Right? Aggressive creature strategy and rewards you for having creatures die. So probably vaguely red black sack on some level. Maybe with like a yeah. more of aggressive slant or just like red black all my creatures do something when they die. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily has to be sacrifice and I don't I don't think there is a sack. I don't sack remember outlet. seeing a ton of yeah, ton of sack outlets in this set, so Maybe not sack, but like value when they die. Yeah. Uh, red green is aggression and ramp. I guess uh, like black was death, red is aggression. So aggression and ramp. And it's a mid range deck that uses domain cards. Mm -hmm. I guess that's it. That's it. Green white is domain and go wide because blue white was go wide. Yep. And, and green, green had domain, domain. So it's. Yep. Go main, go wide, right? So, like, I think the the green decks are all going to probably, they mentioned here that this deck splashes, but, like, the domain deck's going to have to splash multiple yeah. colors to make the domain cards actually do stuff. Yeah, the uh, I think the green-blue deck mentions that as well. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that one in a minute. Um, but, yeah, like, green, like, in the color pie, like, makes use of land types, like changes them and mm -hmm. whatever. So it's kind of fitting that domain is kind of centered around green. Yeah. Um, next up we have white black and this is go wide and death. So yeah, I guess white is definitely go wide and black is definitely death. Um, it uses a lot of small creatures that you sacrifice for value. So it's the go wide strategy where you're also like using those creatures, I guess. guess. Yeah. Uh, just think someone went to college to come up with go wide and death. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these aren't my words. I literally copy and pasted this out of the article that was yeah. uh, identifying the archetypes. So, yes. so yeah, someone was paid to write this blue red is instant sorceries with aggression. Yeah. Uh, the uncommon here is a uh, pretty interesting uh, the the blue red like flyer that gives all your stuff plus one plus oh yeah. and trample when you cast an instant and sorcery yep. so like this is like just basically like your stock spell slinger deck mm -hmm. yep makes sense uh black green combines death and ramp uh black is death and green is ramp <laughs> this it's, is uh... comical <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like high on the unintentional comedy scale right now <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I went through and highlighted stuff because I don't know. Yeah. Like the descriptions aren't great. Um, but black green is a mid range deck that uses stuff in the graveyard. Kind of mm -hmm. like black green always does. Pretty standard archetype. And then red white is 
aggression with go go wide. Imagine um, that. Someone dislocated their shoulder, tapping themselves on the back with, with <laughs> oh, all of so these. Good. You're so good. Oh, man, so great. <laughs> ah, my shoulder. Ah. <laughs> He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll assign an adjective to every color, and then that's what the archetype's going to be. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I've never played magic before, but i got to write this. What does black do? Well, there's a yeah. skull. Death. Okay, check. Yep. We got there. Is white, does white just do sun? No, no, go wide. Okay, go wide. Okay, excellent. Go wide. Yep. All right. <laughs> and what's the last one here? Uh, green, blue. Uh, okay. combines ramp and domain with instance and sorceries. So ramp and domain from green, instance and sorceries from blue. It's a base blue-green deck that splashes a bunch of other colors to use big splashy domain effects. Yes. Yep. Um, so we have, what can we guess about the limited format? Other than there will be death and going wide. <laughs> um <laughs> And ramp and, and ramp, aggression and aggression, and yep. uh, instance and sorceries. Yes, instance uh, and sorceries. Um, you know the classic archetypes. The classic archetypes. And and uh, <laughs> so there, there's dead instance and sorceries, and then aggro instance and sorceries. So you got to make sure they're separate. Right. Um, well, you can't mix them. No, 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 no. So my first thought is like I will mention this before. Like the enlist mechanic makes mm -hmm. me think there has to be like. Like either that mechanic is totally unplayable and lim limited, or you mm -hmm. get to be aggressive, right? Right, and so like usually when you have a, a like an attacking mechanic, like the format ends up being a little bit more aggro than it would otherwise be. But then yeah. on the flip side, you're like, here's a domain that does like nothing until you have like four lands on the battlefield. Yeah. So again, I'm hoping for like a slower format. Where like enlist looks as bad as it uh, it plays as bad as it looks. <laughs> I mean, I understand why they did it because they don't want to turn every one of your ve uh, creatures into a vehicle, right? Right, where like they just all have pseudo haste, mm -hmm. but at the same time, gah. Uh, yeah. nope, so I agree. Um, but so I think that my guess is that mechanic probably doesn't hit, and then the format ends up being like slow. Mm -hmm. And you get to do like big wild things. I hope so. We'll find but out this weekend. We will. Yep. All right. What is our what are our first set of cards here? So the first set of cards is a cycle. Um, we're going to talk about the defilers. Um, this is a cycle of cards. They all have similar formatting. I'll do similar things. There's one for each color. Um, the first one up is defiler of faith. It's three white, white for a five, five Phyrexian human with vigilance. Mm -hmm. And all of the defilers are going to do this next part. Um, as an additional cast to cost, in this case, a white permanent spell, you can pay two life. Those spells cast a white less to cast. If you paid life this way, this effect reduces only the amount of white mana you pay. So you, it lets you pay, it lets you change one Phyrexian pip on the car or one white mana symbol on the card do a phyrexian white mm -hmm. um and then also they all have an ability and this one is whenever you cast a white permanent spell make a one one white soldier creature token um this cycle is one of those cycles that like there's a good one 
Mm-hmm. And then there's the other ones. Um, this one's. I think there's two good ones. I think there's one probably, if I'm remembering correctly. So we'll see. Okay. I think the upside of this one is a lot of the other ones ask you to already have, like, already be ahead. Mm-hmm. And this, and this one, one catch up. yeah, if you're behind, like, you know, you could play this, pay two life, and play a portable hole. Well, it's portable holes rotating. Bad example. Yeah. But, right, you could play, like, a one drop and end up with, like, some bodies on the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, like, are they really designed to catch you up, though? Because if you're behind, you may not have a ton of life to play with anyway. This is fair. Which kind of negates the point of, like... Like, that's the draw of these, right? Whatever the ability is, is kind of secondary to, like, being able to trade your life for mana. Yeah. I just, like, like if this card isn't good, if you're, like, behind or at parity, I don't know when it's good. Right? I, I like, don't think it is. But... Yeah, like, you, like, any, any five mana, five, five that yeah. you play, regardless of the text, if you're ahead, is good. Right. Right, so like, I don't know if this one gets there, because like the one ones at this point might not be valuable, but at least like you can make chump blockers if you have to. Yeah. So, well, let's take a look at the blue one. Okay. Oh, hang on, I click I clicked the wrong button. Sorry. Oh no! Oh no! Yep, there we go. There go. Defiler. Let's take a look at the blue one. Defiler yeah. of dreams. It's a uh, three blue blue for a flying Phyrexian Sphinx, and it's a four three. Mm-hmm. has the same like cost reduction text and then whenever you cast a blue permanent spell draw a card yep draw a card is almost always good it is except the deck that probably wants to use this probably doesn't play a whole lot of blue permanents yes like blue spe- blue decks don't typically play permanents right they're playing yeah. instant they're playing instants and sorceries. We had the last section. It told us. It told us. <laughs> yeah. Island equals instants and sorceries. Also, like, a five mana 4-3 in a format that's going to have a braid. Right. Just seems, like, sketchy. Yeah. Right? Not like, a good idea. Yeah. Like, so you're going to you're gonna get your card back when you, like, play your flying men or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the turn this lands. And then, like, it just eats in a braid. And you're like, oh, wow. I guess I spent... Well, I mean, to be fair, though, it makes your protection cost life also. Fair. Yeah, you could, like... Uh, no, it's only permanent spells. So it's not like you could, like, protect oh, it with yeah, a dive down or, like, a... Yeah. Well, not a, there's, like, a new Bell blue plus one plus one or, like, slip out the back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't... Um, so, like, yeah, it, it just might eat, like, a removal spell. Maybe you get to turn your, like like your 1-1 flyer into like a cantripping 1-1 flyer. Yeah. But that's a lot for 5 mana and 2 life. It's, so it's certainly no uh, Elder Gargaroth. It, it is not. <laughs> a card that you're like, how do I beat this now? This is yeah. awful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so right. it's not big enough. Yeah. What's this uh, one? Next one is Defiler of Flesh. This is the black one. It's 2 black black for a 4-4 four four with Menace same Phyrexian mana text and whenever you cast a black permanent spell target creature you control gets plus one plus one and menace until end of turn I think this one's good I think it's good 
because it costs less mana than all the other ones. Well, yeah. Like, that that's his only upside. Like, I don't know yeah. why this one got to be well, four. But this, this one's playable. Like, I don't... The, the other two aren't playable. Yeah. I don't, like... I guess I don't know what the, like, offhand what the other black four drops are in the format. Um... But, like, I think... underdog? Kind of. He's kind of a four drop. I mean, eventually he's a four he's drop. Eventually right? he's a four drop. <laughs> but, like, the... The thing here is it's just awkward right like that this is i guess you can i guess i can target itself to make it a five Mm -hmm. five yeah but like it is it is awkward like it wants you kind of wants you to have other things on the battlefield right like yeah i mean it's incentivizing you to put things on the battlefield yeah it is because of the freaking mana text yeah and like the deck that this would go into more so than the well maybe not the white one but way more so than the blue one like is going to make use of that phyrexian mm-hmm. mana like you're going to play this alongside your gutter bones or whatever and yeah like play this and two gutter bones yeah um i don't think this goes back to like older formats though oh no 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 no, no like i like whatever like there's the the the, the two one skeleton uh reassembling skeleton no. Oh, the one in the, yeah, we're going to talk about him later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, that's kind of the closest thing you have to that, and that could be yeah. that could be decent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this one, like, I don't know. If it, like, it is, like, at that point where, like, if it was five mana, it's unplayable. Right. At four mana, it it's one of those, it's playable, but is it good? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're talking about older formats, like, there's no, no way this sees play over, like, Kalidus. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, but just like I don't think it goes beyond standard if, no, if at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right. Well, let's talk about the next one then. Oh, another four mana one. Yep. Defiler of Instinct, two red red, first strike four four, mm-hmm. Phyrexian Kavu, poor Flame Tongue, <laughs> has that same um, uh, a Phyrexian mana text, and then. Whenever you cast a red permanent spell, Defiler of Instinct deals one damage to any target. It, like, a 4-4 first striker is, like, a beating. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing gets to block it, really. Right. Like, one damage to any target doesn't seem like enough. I don't know. I don't think this one's great. I'll, you know, put that out there right to start with. But... By the time this comes down in your red deck, like those pings can add up pretty. Like you're just by the time this comes down, you're already trying to close the game out, and but, those pings are quick. But like the flip side of that is, how many cards are in your hand? How many red permanent spells do you have to cast? Like if you're true, if you're an aggro deck and you've gone like, and you've hit your fourth land, yeah, right. Your hand is like this might have been stuck in your hand because you missed your fourth land drop the turn before that's true and i guess that also means that you really don't get to use the uh the phyrexian mana ability either yeah like it, it just seems like it's um like i don't know what the right ability would have been that for it to be red but it just doesn't seem like this is it um, like like for yeah, I don't know. like maybe if you got the like you know Exile. This thing would be busted if you exiled the top card of your library and then could play it. 
That's what I was like. Like that's kind of like what the blue one does. But like they yeah, probably have to make usable. it. But they'd have to make it like an extra mana. Yeah. Right. It had to be five at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. This one feels like it's like a lot. Like the last like four drop that got played in like a red aggressive deck was Torbrand, right? Yeah, probably. And that was because like, well, just I mean, made all like your... there was, there was a gold span. But not. I mean, it's not a four drop. But, but that, wasn't that like really an... didn't go in aggressive decks. I and I guess uh, what was the other one? Experimental frenzy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but and like that was just like, frenzy was your catch up mechanism. Yeah, it was just a card advantage engine. Yeah. Right. This is kind of like in a weird spot where it's just like, here's this thing, and like, all of these, uh, even the last one, have this like um, problem with like, it's it's old magic, right? Where it's like this has to resolve. I have and to, you un- need to turn back. tap with it, and then things are good, and like, yeah. you know. This is just gonna eat like, uh, that one in the black kill a thing, lose two life. Yep. And not gonna do anything. Right. It's gonna be like okay, I spent four mana to just like, is it inf- not infernal grasp, but whatever. Uh, maybe it is infernal grasp. Anyway, to like eat a two mana removal spell, and then yep. I lost the game. Like, what happened? Well, my opponent played a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three, that ate a card out of my graveyard, dealt me in damage. <laughs> and if I tried to kill it, I had to discard a card. So I just played a 4-4. Four, four. And then they uh, they, they killed it. <laughs> they lost two life. Then they ate it and gained that life back and dealt me one. Right. And then I lost to their 3-drop. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yep. Now this All next right, so one. you want to talk about the uh, the good one? Yeah. I wonder who designed like this is the classic green card. It is. Right? It's three green green for a six six trampler. So bigger Over than all right. of them. Yeah. Bigger than all of them. Oh, you're a four 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 strike. Get wrecked nerd. Uh, I'm a cool. six six trampler. Um has the Phyrexian text, and then whenever you cast a green permanent spell, put a plus one plus one counter on on each, each. creature you control. Yeah, that's all of them. All yeah. of them. Yeah. So what the, which one put a or the black one? The black one gave, gave you plus one plus temporary one temporary bonus to one creature. And this is like all of them. Now, it is definitively that like, you have to have a board, right? Yeah. But as Elder Gargaroth taught us, a five mana six six is a board unto itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. Well, they... I mean, it's not it's not a six six though because, like, given it survives to your next turn, it's at least a seven seven. Yeah, because you're going to play some green permanent if you've built a green deck, right? Right. Uh, well, I mean, unless it, unless you just play ramp, right? Because green is ramp. Uh, <laughs> true. True. Uh, <laughs> like, but this one is good enough, like on stats, that it probably is just fine on an empty board. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've ramped this out a little bit and you have, like, two creatures in your hand or a creature and another permanent spell and you're just like, creature, play another permanent, this gets two counters, your creature gets a counter. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, 
like I have an eight eight in a thing that is one bigger. Yeah. What are you going to do? How far have we come from force of nature? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh I don't think it's Elder Gargaroth good. Well, it's not a mythic, it's only a rare. Fair. But like it is I mean, these could have easily had another like line of text and then be mythic. Yeah, I also feel like they could have just been mythics. Uh, they'd have been, I don't know. The, you think they They're would have been cranked up more? I, oh, yeah, 100%. If they were mythics, they'd be cranked up more. Yeah, so th- this one feels like the good one. I think it, I saw it described like you've got one that is S tier and the rest mm-hmm. are like C plus and below tier. Yeah, it, like I, I'm not... I'm not completely given up on the black one. I think the black one's Fair. okay. But, I mean, but, it's definitely not on the same level as this guy. Yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, like, who designed these cards and thought, like, yeah, these are, this is a balanced cycle. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how that happens. But, yep. yes. Also, I think this card is, I think this card is definitely, like, unbeatable and limited. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Do you have a removal spell? I do not. Please pick up all of your cards. You are done now. Shuffle and proceed to game two. I will show you the permanent spell I'm going to cast. Do you have a removal spell? Cool. Because it's not even resolve. If it goes on the stack, get counters. So, yeah. Uh, I think best card to open in your sealed pretty close mm, yeah i mean it's i don't know the, in i don't the discussion. know all the mythics offhand but this one yeah, is up there i mean uh, lily's pretty good to open in your sealed pool i would imagine probably lily's right. probably pretty close to unbeatable so what what do we got next what are our next, next cards? we have another cycle uh, i figured normally we do the cycles at the end i figured we do them at the beginning this time and kind of shake things up a little bit and people so are pretty have... hype about these cycles yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about this next cycle. Okay. Um, this next cycle are all lords. Uh, so there's a lord for each color. I think they're all two mana. We'll find out in a minute. Um, so they're all yes. cheaper than traditional lords. I know lately we've had some lords that were only two mana, but traditionally lords started at three mana. It depended um, so, though, right? Like the the old goblin lords were three, but like, Oh, that's true. Lord of but Atlantis was only Lord of Atlantis was two. Yeah. But like, I don't. Yeah, but like Arch Druid was three. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, um, they have to make the Merfolk up... Lords too, just because it's Merfolk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one we have is the white one. It's Valiant Veteran. One and a white for a 2-2 core soldier. Other soldiers you control get plus one, plus one. And then you can pay three white white and exile it from your graveyard to put a one one counter on each soldier you control. Um, I, I don't know that soldier tribal is like super relevant. Um, it, I, I, although I also did not go through and you know look to see how many playable soldiers we had. Thalia. That's true. Thalia. I think brutal Cathar is a soldier. Brutal Cathar wins. Uh, <laughs> See, so, yeah, I think that there are some, like, also, like, the, like, tier, like, F minus uh, legacy deck of mono white soldiers. Would your stompy? 
Yeah, that has the uh, secret ability, all my creatures have first strike. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I think this is fine. Like, I think in standard, there are, like, with Thalia and Brutal Cathar, and, mm-hmm. like, a little bit of work, there's probably enough soldiers to, like, tie together the mono white deck. Could be. Uh, so I don't think that that is uh, a, a bad. Um, this one's also unique because it's not like, um, I don't know how to say this. Like, it's not race-based, if that makes sense. It's job-based. Fair. Fair. Like, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, from a creature point of view, or not point of view, but, yeah, I guess looking at creatures. Like, yeah, yeah. It's there's things that like this could steal things from other tribes. Whereas if you're, you know, care about elves, you're not going to steal cards from the humans deck because they're not elves. Yeah. Whereas this can steal cards from the elves deck and the humans deck. Yeah. It right. It's a core soldier, but it pumps soldiers and not core. Yeah. Yeah. It cares about the job, not the race. Yes. Um. I really, and like, I know they can't, this should have just been a human Lord. Like, I mean, it would have been way too good in modern, though. That like, modern humans would have been. That deck's totally unplayable. If it, like, makes the deck, like, playable at all, then, like, fine. But, like, when's the last time, like, anyone's put up a result with modern humans? Yeah, but then just, like, every creature in the deck is a lord. Like, it, I mean, it's basically Slivers at that point. Although, I guess Slivers isn't exactly playable, so. I mean, no, I mean, My that, that deck's invalid. That deck only has, like, Thalia's lieutenant, which is like a pseudo lord, and then the other lord it had to play was Mayor of Averbrook. That was that's well, the... no, because uh, I guess champion get... of the parish is kind of like it's kind of a lord. I mean, not to other creatures, but to yeah. itself. And like, if you want to say that they played General Kudro, but like, I think they still have Mantis Rider in that slot. If but yeah, like if. I don't think they care about balancing cards for modern based on modern horizons yeah, one and two. That's true. Right. Yeah. So like, well, maybe they were worried about like humans being a thing in pioneer then that I don't know if that's a bad thing, but yeah, like maybe yeah, it is too know. good, but the white one feels like it should have just said human. Yeah. But, I mean, it would have made more like thematic sense for it to yeah. be a human. But. Cause like, like you said, they were like, okay, can't do the, can't do the race that we would totally do for this one. Yeah. So we've got to make it job based because yeah. the blue one, blue one is the race. <laughs> blue one is the race. What What's the blue one? The blue one is, uh, Valdarin or Valdalen. There we go. I can't talk. Hex, hex catcher. It's mm-hmm. one in the blue for a one, one flash. Ooh, Merfolk. Sneaky. Other Merfolk get plus one, plus one. It has sacrifice a merfolk, target, counter target non creature spell unless its controller pays one. So it turns everything into a curse catcher? It turns everything into a curse catcher. That's its name. Yep. Um, and also because it has flash, right? Like it is on a some level. Trick. Yeah, combat trick. Plus, I was thinking it's also, what is it called? Uh, like Juara Disruption, right? Mm-hmm. Limited. But like if oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you pass with two mana up, are you casting a counter spell? Are you force spiking their Renin Six with your Hex Catcher? Like 
right. what does that two mana mean in your blue deck, mm-hmm. right? Or like, are they? Or is your opponent just gonna like pass the turn and you're just gonna flash in this? Yeah, and then like, you know, whatever one drop Merfolk you have just like eats the removal spell, and now you're like off to the races with your lords. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I haven't been uh, like super involved with pioneer in a while mm-hmm. but at one point like simic merfolk was not laughable to play in pioneer yeah like i had mentioned like in the discord that like the problem with uh like mono blue merfolk in pioneer is like there aren't any non-embarrassing one drops right like, all the one drops are just god awful and like simic is better but the green one drop is like, I really need you to control an island. Yeah. And it's like, my mana base is going to be blue-green pathway. <laughs> like, four yeah. blue-green pathways, four um, botanical sanctums. Yeah. Uh, probably four Yavamaya Coast, because I can't have tapped lands in my deck. Right. And then I'm going to get to, like, four stomping grounds. Or not stomping grounds, four breeding pools. Well, and the then, green one cares about an island or another merfolk, though. Oh, it's an island or another merfolk? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, it would be better if you could play mono blue, but maybe blue-green works, and having two lords is enough. Yeah. But this is also interesting because, like, it gives you a way to, like, protect your board against non-Supreme uh, Verdict Wraths. Right. Which, like... That's what like annihilates creature decks, mm-hmm. well, is, especially tribal decks. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh hey, I got all my tribe people out, and it's like, yeah, kill them all. Yeah, like so at and, least uh, like silver gills legal from yes. Pixelon, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's have, another piece. But like the the one drop, like there's not a second like good one drop. Uh, you have the one that's unblockable. I mean, it's not good, but yeah, you have that one. I mean, you also have the the weird one that, like, you sack it and containment priests everything. Yeah. But I don't know if that's, like, that almost feels like a sideboard one drop. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this is, I think it's interesting, like, just the fact that, like, modern merfolk is now, like, 16 lords. Yeah. And some, you, like, and some utility fish. Mm-hmm. But it's just like utility fish, Your yeah. Swiss Army fish, yeah. Swiss Army fish. <laughs> it's just like here, here's a pile of lords. We'll figure it out. Yeah, and I guess they made it one of the blue, so you could play it in like Simic Merfolk, because like it mm-hmm. being blue, blue would just kind of be backbreaking. Yeah, well, I think they're all like one in a color. Yeah, but yeah. the green one's green, green. I think. No, we'll get to it in a minute. Okay, what's up next? Uh, next up, we have the black one, Shadow Right Priest. One in a black for a 2-2 human cleric. Other clerics you control get plus one, plus one. You can pay three black, black, tap it, sacrifice another cleric, search your library for a black creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Tutor, target, um, Razaketh. Yeah, it, like that's all that this does, right? Like, is clerics a thing? Not that I know of. I mean... They've tried to push it, like uh, yeah. We had a couple cards in whatever set that was that cared about clerics, but um, Zendikar Rising yeah. uh, was it Aura, the uh, two black white cleric yeah. that when a cleric died, you got to bring one back of lower converted mana cost. 
Yeah. Like, well, that you also had um, Matt. Was it a mana rock that like was a blood artist for clerics dying? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's some stuff. But again, this is another this is another job lord. Right. Because they couldn't make him a human lord. Job so, lord. Do we call these bosses instead of lords? I perhaps so. This is a boss. Yeah, it's a boss. Lord of the job is a boss. <laughs> Just like the fight or uh, valiant veteran was a boss. This guy's yes. a boss. Yeah. Um, like I feel like this card just only gets like, like is yeah, Grizzle is, just, uh... is Grizzlebrand banned in Commander? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say because like this just gets Grizzlebrand in Commander, mm-hmm. and uh, but I guess not. I guess it gets Rassikath in Commander. Just Maybe only gets Rassikath. Probably better in Commander. Yeah, you only get Rassikath. This card gets nothing else. Uh, um, what it might it? get Shieldred. Shieldred, or what is the... Uh, oh, gosh. The black reanimation target from Modern Horizons 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Kroxa plus the Uro. Yeah, what is it? I can't forget what it's called. Archon no, of Cruelty. Yeah, yep. And I guess it can get uh, Ashen Rider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there are a few things, but, um, yeah. The fact that it's a tap ability, like he might just like eat a shock, like every time he's played. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, I, it almost does feel like a commander card because there's not enough clerics. But yeah, if, I mean like, it's also like mana intensive. Yeah, but if you um, told me like in six months we'd be like cheating this guy in on six mana and like getting some busted like brother's war or like phyrexian like uh end game or whatever yep. it's called uh mythic i'd be like oh, okay i guess i can see it yeah maybe but yeah it just feels like it gets like one card there's a bunch of stuff that makes cleric tokens too right or maybe uh-huh. not a bunch of stuff but uh, like westvale abbey i think makes cleric mm-hmm. tokens uh yeah black white clerics yeah, uh, like, I don't think it's gonna be hard to like I mean, that's find clerics. ten mana. You're not really cheating something at that point, but <laughs> you're tutoring for it though, and that that's what matters. Yeah. yeah. All right. What is our next lord? Uh, Rundvelt Horde Master, one in a red for a one-one goblin warrior. Other goblins you control get plus one plus one. Whenever Rundvelt Horde Master or another goblin you control dies, exile the top card of your library. If it's a goblin creature card, you may cast that card until the end of your next turn. Um, I mean, in terms of abilities, this is almost exactly what you want on like a tribal lord, right? Well, You're... especially in goblins, like goblins wants to like sacrifice the goblins as fodder for something else, or just like turn them sideways, and if they if you lose one or two, it's fine. Rebuild. And yep. then, like, insulates you against a wrath. Yep. Also, like, um, with uh, Skirk Prospector, right, mm-hmm. you can just, like, work your way. Like, you don't have the what, Putrid Goblin thing, but, like, right. Skirk Prospector plus Putrid Goblin and, uh, like, first day of class. I know I just said a bunch of things that I just, like, mentioned a, co- uh, a popper compo. <laughs> but, like, that yeah. just... It's a lot of moving parts, but it just gets you through your deck. 
Mm-hmm. Right, you get to draw your entire deck with this. Yeah, I mean, anything that like makes a token is much better. So like mm-hmm. Goblin Instigator. Yeah, because like, gets it, you through two cards with Skirk Prospector. Yeah, and it doesn't say non-token. Right. So like you can just dig for whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Is there a yeah, I gra- think this guy's pretty solid. Is there a Gravestorm card that kills people? No, it's just bitter ordeal. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. All right. Yeah, I think this guy's solid though. Yeah, I th- I agree. I mean, it's also, we also had some good goblins in AFR, right? Yeah, there was the hasty three drop. There was the two. Oh, I'm trying to remember if there were any like. Yeah, there was a two drop that was like a lord and you could pay a man to make a token or something. Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I think I... There was a two man, a good one, too. Um, but also, like, there's a bunch of like goblins in the three drop slot that make goblins every turn. We're going to talk about one of them later, mm-hmm. but like rabble master legion war boss, like this thing's awesome with them. Yeah. Cause like you throw your tokens away and you just like, it's like you either get hit or you get some cards. Uh, yep. So I Win-win. think that is, that is uh, pretty solid. So I can, I can see it. Like, yep. I think this one is like, if there is like an aggressive um like if like goblins get aggressive in like older formats right instead of mm-hmm. like kind of the toolboxy kind of grindy thing like this mm-hmm. this lets them like recover from like a wrath i i mean it does but i don't know if i 100 percent agree with you either i think this guy fits pretty well into like mm-hmm. combo goblins okay so there is there's Battle Cry Goblin that has pack okay. tactics and uh creates a one one winded attacks that's tapped okay. and attacking. And then there's Hobgoblin Bandit Lord, which is a three drop lord. Mm-hmm. Has red tap deal damage equal to the number of goblins that came into play this turn. Okay. Okay, so then you I mean, have those are both solid goblins, though. Yeah, then you have this and first day of class and putrid goblin, and then this yeah. just kills them. Yep. There we go. We did it. We did it. Eighty five card combo. <laughs> Have to have your whole deck on the battlefield, but you get to you get to well, win. Well, I mean, he gets you through the deck. So. He does. He does. All right. Get the get the ball rolling. So then, this one here. This one here. You're right. This one is a uh, double pips. Yes. It's a leaf crowned visionary, green green, for a one one elf druid. Other elves you control get plus one plus one, and whenever you cast an elf spell, you may pay green. When you do, draw a card. So it turns all of your goblins and or all of your elves into elvish visionaries. This feels modern and legacy playable. I think so. I I definitely feel like you play it in modern, right? Because modern plays the the other, like the the lore that you pay six and you go get another copy of itself. Yeah, clan color. Clan color. Right, like yep. this almost feels like it's better than Clan Caller. I think it is better than Clan Caller. Um, and now, um, Legacy doesn't play a card like that, but you can generate so much mana. Well, I think you just put these in instead of Visionaries. Oh, you think? Like making all of your creatures Visionaries? But like, yeah. you could, yeah. Well, that way you get to loop um, Query and Druids, right? Is that the one that it doesn't pick? I thought Quarian, Quarian Ranger. 
Like, oh, maybe, maybe it's Ranger. Like, I think that one untaps a creature if you return a forest. And then there's Wirewood Symbiote, which bounces in. One of them bounces an elf to untap a forest. And one, like, bounces a land to untap an elf. Right? Mm, yeah, I don't remember. But, yeah, I mean, if if you turn your the one that bounces an elf, like, that does double duty. Because then you get to use its ability again. Okay, so. And draw a card. Wirewood is. Return an elf you control to its uh, owner's hand. Untap target creature. Oh, okay. Uh, so this bounces an elf, and you can get to like redraw. Yeah. So that okay, would so it doesn't quite work then. Yeah, because like you usually like will bounce visionaries to yeah. like draw, but having some number of these like to just give you more cracks at that uh, that loop, mm-hmm. and then. Quarian Ranger, did I spell it right? I did not. Q-U-I-R-O-I-O-N. Uh, Syrian, I think. I, I just cheated. I just put it in. Here it is. Uh, return a force you control to its uh, owner's hand. Untap target creature you control. Yeah. So. Um, no, like, I think the fact that it does just make all of your creatures Elvish Visionaries is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how you, like, rebuild that deck to take advantage of it. Yeah. But, like, you know, if you get into a situation where you're, like, you have a cradle, right? You just get to, like, you basically just game. get more glimpse of nature to some degree. Yeah. Right? It's well, an I expensive mean, glimpse. It instead of glimpse. Right? It's an expensive glimpse, but you just get to, like, go through your deck. So, yeah. like, this one is going to have a home in modern for sure. Like, if Elves is yeah. playable, this is one of the cards in that deck. And mm-hmm. then it might see a home in Legacy. And, I like, this is the one I'm most sure of. And I think, I think the Merfolk one, if, like, modern Merfolk can be a thing, I think it, it sees some play. Yeah. I think the Goblin's good. Agreed. But we'll see. All right. What do we got next? End of the colors now. We are into the colors uh we'll do white first because that's the order that it goes in yep um first up is anointed peacekeeper two and a white for a three three human cleric and he's a buff cleric uh vigilance Mm -hmm. as anointed peacekeeper enters the battlefield look at an opponent's hand then choose any card name uh spells your opponent's cast with chosen card name cost two more to cast Activate abilities of sources with the chosen card name. Cost two more to cast unless they're mana abilities. Two more to activate. Sorry, yes, to activate. Yeah, the first one is cast. The second one is activate. Yep. So, you know, we have here part uh, elite spellbinder, part like Phyrexian revoker, like just a mm-hmm. taxing thing. The big difference between this and elite spellbinder is if this dies, the effect goes away. Correct. So but you can choose something that's not in their hand also. Like yes. if they don't have the piece that you're worried about, you don't care about their hand, you can still choose whatever, you know, whatever's going to disrupt your plan the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume wrath. Whatever whatever yeah. four mana wrath we have. Um yeah. it might fill the like Paulo slot as like the di- disruptive piece that like it plus Thalia to like try to make the white decks not get rolled by control yeah so i think that that's kind of where its home is i 
think the body might be worse than Elite Spellbinder, right? Since it doesn't fly. Because it doesn't have evasion, yeah. Yeah. Right, like, the odds of, like, this killing someone are pretty slim. Where, like, right. I think, like, we've Paul all... could end the game. Yeah, we've all had an Elite Spellbinder, like, land when we were at 12, and we're like, I don't have a Reach creature in my deck. I don't yeah. have a Flyer. I guess I lose to this unless I draw, like, one of four removal spells. Yeah. So... And, like, the the ability to, like, tax a Planeswalker, even, like, a Planeswalker that's, like, not in play, like, you know, I'm going to make your Chandra or your Jaya, if we keep it in standard, that's two more to cast. Mm -hmm. And then you're probably not going to be able to activate that ability. Right. Right? Like, you need eight mana the first time to, like, play your Jaya and activate it. So it, like, buys you a lot of turns with with Planeswalkers. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it probably fits in like standard mono white, but probably not good enough to go back any further. But yeah, it, I, I can agree with that. But like, I just want to point out that it is worded different than Paulo. So, like, if it someone is. has one of these down, if you kill it, life goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yes, it does. Yes, it is. So, yep. what's up next? What do we got? Uh, next up, we have Sarah Paragon. Two white, white for a three, four flying angel. Once during each of your turns, you may play a land from your graveyard or cast a permanent spell with mana value three or less from your graveyard. If you do, it gains when this permanent is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, exile it, and you gain two life. First of all, completely and totally a nightmare for paper tracking. Uh, yeah. Can I please have a bag of glass beads? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you can kind of slide it out of the sleeve to denote that. Yeah. But it's just like awkward. Like yeah, it is. This is non command zone Loris. Right? This yeah. is non companion Loris. But Loris oh, let, Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Loris didn't let you play lands. So it's better than Loris. And it has evasion. And it has evasion. It costs one more mana. Like I almost feel like this gets like well, to some degree it gets tireless tracker treatment. Right? You yeah. play it on five to make sure that like you can at least play a land out of your, like if you have a land in your graveyard, if we have like the cycle lands or the fetch lands, we or or any kind of fetch land, like you just get to play this out. Oh, that's true. Fabled passage isn't going to be in anymore. Right. I don't think, I think it rotates. So, right. Like, I don't know if we have like a playable fetch land, but right. Like it's, it's Loris. We've already Mm -hmm. seen that that effect is like, answer it or die yeah even when that effect well i mean this this doesn't let you keep looping though it doesn't it doesn't but like that that was kind of the problem with loris is you just kept playing the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again so this does take care of that but like you know this has to eat a removal spell or like your opponent effectively draws a card every turn right and like and that card is more than likely going to be a spell Mm -hmm. and that they get to pick it yeah, and that's like not sustainable. But I think that it's yeah. it's it's not as good as Loris because you don't always have it. Mm-hmm. Right? Loris, you always had it when like right, you could choose when you put it in your hand or, you know, back in the olden times, you could just choose when you, you played just cast it. it. Yep. Right? But you could always set up like, okay, I'm going to be at like I'm going to get to turn 5 and I'm going to play my Loris and I'm going to be able to play a two drop and yep. You know, this is one extra mana, and, like, you have to draw it, 
which yep. like makes it worse. But you know, if it sticks out on the battlefield for a turn or two, you probably win that game. Like if mm-hmm. your if your two and three drops are in any way, shape, or form impactful, right? So, I think it's really solid, and we'll. I also think it's really see solid. standard play. Like, it doesn't feel like it's like. I've heard people like, oh, it's an angel. It could go in an angel deck. And it's like, I don't think it goes in the life gainy angel deck. And I mean, it might, but not for not for what the reasons that would benefit playing this card the most, I don't think. Yeah. But like in like some sort of like mid rangey kind of deck mm-hmm. where like you just need to get back like your impactful two drop or something like, you know, there's not a white version of this, but like some sort of like if there's a like a the like the seals right mm-hmm. like if they printed like some sort of seal that was like you know kill an enchantment in, in yeah. standard like you could see this like oh i can like play my seal and then play it again and kill two things and yeah. gain two life all oh, that's great so but no, i think this is really solid mm-hmm. i agree speaking of solid white cards yes temporary lockdown one yes. white white for an enchantment when it enters the battlefield exile each non-land permanent with mana value two or less until temporary lockdown leaves the battlefield portable hole of the board yes um the only thing that like gives me pause is the fact that we have like naturalize on a land in Besaju. Yeah. yeah but like so there is a. I haven't played a lot of ranked explorer as of late. I've been like tinkering around and just playing unranked. Also, mm-hmm. like getting the mythic doesn't matter. There, I yep. said it. Um, <laughs> but like running into like the there was like the blue white like in soul artifact like uh, patchwork automaton deck. Mm-hmm. Like this just like gets their scissors annihilates that deck. Gets their portable, gets like gets everything, right? Gets everything, every everything, card in that deck, right? And like, you know, the uh, blue white uh, deck, right? Now, I guess they can get you with slip out the back, but yeah. you know, it gets the creatures, it gets the enchantments on the creatures. It doesn't matter how big they've made their double striking guy, right? Right? It just gets it all gets around hex proof yeah also like in older formats uh the uh like i don't know how playable like white black auras is in pioneer mm-hmm. but this is just a destruction yeah the only thing that kind of gives me pause on this card is that like in these decks that are playing lots of one and two drops um like one and two drops aren't the same as they used to be. Like it, say we're playing Pioneer and I'm playing Red Black. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, a Valderan Epicure and a Blood Tithe Harvester or whatever. And you play this to, you know, bide some time against my Onslaught. Mm-hmm. And then I kill it. Like oh. all that stuff happens all over again when it comes back. The, like... This card and black kills enchantments now. So this card leaving the battlefield, you lose the game every time. Yeah. Right. Like, but it's one of those. 
if it doesn't leave the battlefield, you win the game. And right, mm-hmm. it like sometimes like you've got to like roll the dice that they don't have it. Now, yeah. maybe it is just better to like play um like Deafening Clarion or Anger of the Gods or you know a foretold doom scar. Mm-hmm. Right? But like like cuz this is fragile. But there are definitely times where like you know being able to play this and get like you know an oven, a treasure token, uh, a trail of crumbs and yeah, a cat. Yeah, I mean with tokens it's great. Yeah, like and like get a bunch of stuff. But... but no, definitely it does have the downside of like all you know, enchantment room based removal of like oh no what if it comes back what if it goes away but like i think this has like if you're in a meta game where like you know like deafening clarion anger of the gods isn't good enough Mm -hmm. right like where people are making creatures that outscale those kind of effects or like like doom scar then you're just like and doom scar doesn't work because oh they put like scissors on a darksteel citadel yeah Right, like then this is kind of what you get to play. I mean, it has downside, but you know, if they board in like two pieces of enchantment removal, and like they don't draw it, or they draw it yeah. late when you've had a chance to stabilize and like kind of uh, prepare for it to die, then you're you're golden. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It really feels like it's gonna have a home somewhere, but it is fragile. Yeah. That, that was the only thing I was worried about. I mean, I think the card's solid. I was just yeah, pointing out the fact that if this thing ever leaves the battlefield... Oh, you lose. <laughs> you, you lose. Yeah. But, like, it might be one of those things, like... It's like uh, in cubes when you would, like, play, like, Paradox Wave. Mm-hmm. Or Parallax Wave. Parallax Wave. Parallax right. Wave. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going to eat three things, but in two turns I'm going to, like, lose. So I've got to figure out how to, like win this game or get to a point that I don't care if it, the stuff comes back. Yeah. And this might have to be a situation where, like, I've got to plan on this dying in, like, three turns. Yeah, so, so i got to set up my next Wrath or keep Counter Magic up Yeah, or I've got to, like, protect it or something. But, like, this is, might be, like, gross in, like, blue-white control decks, right? Like, you yeah. try to get under them, and they just have this, and then they're just like, all right, I've got to, like, sweat a turn, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to have up counter magic or something yeah. or or with like urian like oh yeah because you could i mean blinking this thing's great because then yeah. it just keep keeps well i, I guess it depends what the value is but it yeah. just keeps like collecting things in lockdown i mean also like if it like you could also stick all of your like uh uh thosses whatever they are Gosh, I want to say ordeal, but it's the wrong one. Uh, um, this is the second time I forgot the name of this card. The enchantment, right? Yeah. Like, if you put it in, like, you stick your Thassa's whatever's under it, right? And then they blow it up. You draw two cards and scry four. Yeah. Right? So, like, I'm like, sure, you can blow it up, but yeah. I'm going to get some value out of this, too. So. Yep. All right. Moving on from white, Academy Loremaster. Blue, blue for a 2-3 human wizard. 
at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player may draw an additional card. If they do, spells they cast this turn cost two more to cast. I might be wrong, but I think this card is really bad. And everyone's talking about like, oh, and like draw, go control. It's like good because it's not going to impact you. And I'm just well, like, I, I don't think this card's good. There's there's two circumstances where I can see this card being good. Uh, number one is I, I really wasn't thinking about draw, go control, but um, we've been like at various points in time, there has been some sort of either blue or Simic flash deck mm -hmm. that I think this card could be pretty solid in. Let's you draw like you don't want to play anything on your turn anyway. Yeah. So you get to do whatever you want on your opponent's turn while still drawing extra cards. Um, Fair. So I think that might be, might be all right there. Although I, for the reasons you just said, like, I mean, it's fragile and it of itself isn't like part of that game plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the other place where this, you know, might be relevant is in some type of land strategy where like you just have a bunch of lands and you don't really care about your spells because your spells are just lands. Yeah. I was just like, there seems like there was a, a lot of hype around this card and it's not like a card that can go in like every deck. Like you said, like it's got to be something where you're not casting spells on your turn. But I like yeah. worry about um, like even flash to some degree, right? Like you're trying to like trade and like kind of run them out of cards to some degree or mm -hmm. like, and if like, God forbid well, it's tempo. So you're looking to stay ahead on tempo. Yeah. And but... like this car by itself is not tempo positive. Yeah. It, that's, that's why I said like, it doesn't really fit into the game plan because mm -hmm. you're like, you're taking your second turn off to do this, to like pay you off in the future. And that's not something that and this, typically tempo decks want to do. And the Simic decks are often like, I want to grow spiral on two. So yeah. I have four mana up. So yeah. then I can night pack ambusher. Rewind like, night pack. Yeah. Yeah. And like doing this on two and then getting like stuck on three. I mean, maybe it helps you hit your land drop, but I don't mm -hmm. know. Like it just, it, I don't think it's that like good. And it might be if you build around it, but I don't think it's just like innately like, Hey, this is a good card. Yeah. No, I don't think it's like, absurdly powerful that they were just two places where i thought it was yeah. like not necessarily where you would think first to put this card mm -hmm. um but i think it has relevance in those two places all right what do we got next we got aether uh, channeler right aether yeah. channeler yep uh two. two and a blue for a two one human wizard when aether channeler enters the battlefield choose one make a one one white bird with flying return another non-land permanent to its owner's hand or draw a card um this card is like never bad yeah i mean it always does something relevant right? it always does something relevant i mean i kind of feel like it has probably two modes which is bounce a creature draw a card yeah you probably oh, never making a bird uh, bouncing non-land permanent bounce bounce a planeswalker yeah. draw a card um I was thinking that, like, if Bant humans and, like, Pioneer could be a thing. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, you have this because like they like those decks played Baron, which mm-hmm. was legendary, harder to cast. I think it might have had Flash though, um, but it only bounced a non-land permanent, right? Right. This does, uh, this does that, and then when there isn't a permanent, draws you a card. Yeah. Right. So like having like effectively eight reflector mage things to collect a company into just like means that you get to like beat up on creature decks. Yep. And then like, I guess a control deck getting that like reflector mage is bad. This still draws you a card or makes you an extra body. Yep. So it just seems like it does enough. It's one of those cards that like, it's not going to be, it's not going to jump out off the page or like out of a deck is like, Oh my gosh, this is the best card well, in this deck. W- what was that card in Strixhaven? It was the same thing, but black. And oh, like um, you, you never built a deck around it, but Callous blood like, mage. Yeah. It just went in like every deck because there was always a mode that was relevant. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of thing, right? That made a pest. It yeah. drew a card. And then this other mode was exile players graveyard. Yeah, and I feel like bounce a permanent is probably better. It's better in more circumstances. Yeah, like it's... when when nuke a graveyard is relevant, it's very like a, you care about that more than yes. bouncing a thing. But it happens less. Yes, but like I don't. I just feel this card just feels like it is just generically good and one of those cards that will like find a home, mm-hmm. but won't ever be like oh well like. The reason this deck is playable is because of Aether Chandler. Right. But it'll be like one of those like glue cards that just like holds the thing together and no one notices. Yeah. Just like, oh, um, like that would have been anything else, I would have been dead. I, I brought up the Kellis Blood Mage for a reason though. Okay. Um do you think we're working on some sort of super cycle here? It is where we're gonna get one for each color. It is too odd. Yeah. That they're the exact same mana cost, the same exact stats. same power and toughness. They both make a creature. They both yeah. draw a card, and then they both do, do something that it's color. They both do a color thing. Yeah. Right. Like you could see the red one be like bird, maybe not draw a card, but like exile to your next turn. Yep. And then deal two damage to something. Oh yeah, I mean that, that might be that too might good. Be too good, <laughs> or deal it, maybe deal the damage to something. Yeah, right, something red, or like make something not be able to block, or yeah, something, something like that. But like, yeah, you could definitely see a cycle of these appear over the next like yep. year or two. But no, was, I, a, was Callus Blood Mage a human wizard? He was a vampire warlock. Vampire warlock. Okay, my mistake. Uh but effectively the same thing it is it is uh i would like a black creature type and something that sounds wizardy but blacker right (laughs) warlock it is so the red one will be uh something shaman exactly yeah uh yeah a viashino shaman yep there you go the white one will be uh a human cleric or something something Human soldier, paladin. Yeah, there we go, paladin. So it can like gain you some life. Yep, gain two life. Okay, this one <laughs> only has two modes. 
I mean, yeah. like we basically have that card and that stupid angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to draw a card and gain the life. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no. that's true. I forgot about that. You get to pick two modes on that one. Yeah, you get two <laughs> that's modes. That's all the white one's going to be. It's just going to be re- reprinting gonna... Inspired Overseer at Rare. Inspired Overseer at Rare. <laughs> exactly. They'll like stick some like garbage third ability on it. Yeah. Like, But it'll just be like, oh, it's just this. Okay, cool. Yeah, it'll be a, it won't have flash, but it'll be mana type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Target spells countered unless it's controller pays one. It's sorcery speed. It doesn't matter. It's still the best card in the set. You have to like aether violet in or something. It, like, did you know that card like had like a higher win rate and limited than like all but like six rares or something? I mean, does it surprise you? No, but like, it's like, just like we called that card out as absurd in the yeah in our set review episode. It's like, why? Why did we? We just power. We just power creeped another card out that we printed like three weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah. Um all right, so Oh yeah, this guy. Oh yeah, this guy. There's a lot of Brian suggested this card cards in this well, section. I just most of these I already had on the list. Okay. I just wrote your name next to them to remind me not to delete them because I was trying to pare the list down a little bit. Gotcha. Uh yeah. so I heard you like uh uh what's his name? Season Pyromancer. Mm-hmm. So Battlewing Mystic. One of the blue for a two-one bird wizard, mm-hmm. and it has it has flying. It does, and so a two-one flyer for two has been a playable magic card. It has. Uh, I think it still might be, mm-hmm. but it's close. I would say so. But this also has kicker of red, so it becomes one blue red mm-hmm. when it enters the battlefield. If it was kicked. Discard your hand and draw two cards. Hmm. You can discard zero. Absolutely. Late, this is the same trick as Bedlam Reveler. Yes. Late in or the season game. Pyromancer. Yeah. Late in the game, this card just reads three mana, draw two. It's a 2 1 divination. Yep. 2 1 um, flying divination. 2 1 flying divination on turn seven. Yep. Right. On turn three, it's just a 2 1 flyer, unless you're a mad lad. But. <laughs> Uh, and later in the game, like, this is, like, the thing you want to top deck. Absolutely. Right? Like, this is, like, a card that, like, unless, like, like in limited, I'm not playing this on two. Unless, right. like, I know I'm the beatdown. Because this is just two freebies later. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just think that, like, having, you know, what was a $70 Modern Horizons Mythic. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uncommon in standard. Wild. Wild. It like it takes more work, but like you still have that upside of just like, oh hey, I get to draw two cards like some percentage of the time, or like, you know, I have two lands in hand. Okay, I drew this before I got to empty my empty my hand. Fine, I'll discard these two lands. Yeah, turn them into something that matters. Yeah, like realistically this is the best part of season pyromancer without the part that you have to work at mm-hmm. like, like the, the elementals yeah the the elementals you got to work for like realistically you're not playing that card and like trying to get to five mana to make two elementals out of your graveyard mm-hmm. 
And unless you're, you know, picking and choosing what you're playing, trying to, you know, sculpt your hand in such a way to discard something that's going to gain you value later, you really don't want to put, you know, actual magic cards in your graveyard. Yeah. So this is just the best parts of Season Pyromancer. Yeah, and, like, it gets to cost, like, one less mana a certain percentage of the time. And it flies. And it flies. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it it is wild where magic design has gone. (laughs) Yeah, at Uncommon. At Uncommon. Get some. Yep. Yep. Next one we have is the Naughty Djinn. I thought he's the Hottie Djinn. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd say he's pretty hot. Yeah, if you're into blue people. <laughs> like, it's a one, one blue blue for a star four Jin with flying. It's power and toughness, or, or power is equal to the number of instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard, and instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. I just realized that maybe you and I watched Avatar differently. I, I didn't watch Avatar. Whew, those are some hot blue people. <laughs> <laughs> I found my kink. It's skinny Smurfs. <laughs> um, so, Enigma Drake has been a constructed playable card. It has. Uh, I think I, I had a foil that I opened in Amonkhet or whatever mm-hmm. that I believe I buy listed for like $7. Uh, Baral has been a playable magic card. Goblin, Goblin Electromancer, playable magic yeah. card. We have smashed Goblin those... Necromancer. Yeah. We've yeah. smashed those two cards together mm-hmm. and left the mana cost the same as Enigma Drake. Perhaps made it easier, the cost. Maybe easier, yeah. Right? Like, this feels like it It just plays, right? Like, it, yeah. av- it avoids... Um, a braid like it dies to all the black removal or most of it, yep. but whatever. And right, you get to it's gonna help you untap with it, right? Like you're mm-hmm. not gonna die when you play like whatever a one four right. on turn three. And then like if you get to untap, you get to cast three spells. Mm-hmm. And then it's huge and it's a problem. And they stack. Oh yeah. Yep. The Cost reduction, you mean? Yeah, so you're like, you play like two of these and then you get to play like two mana memory deluges. Mm -hmm. That'll do. Or like you you play (laughs) this. Well, it doesn't work with memory deluge, right? It works on the front half because it's two blue blue. Right, but doesn't memory deluge care about the amount of mana you spend? Oh, so I guess you just would get two cards. Yeah. Hmm. Less good. But well, like you I mean, could it's still like above rate, it's still better than divination. Yeah, I mean, but you could play this, and on like turn four, and have mm-hmm. up make disappear. Yes, right to protect it, uh, or negate to protect it. Mm-hmm. Right, there's tons of times where like playing that uh, blue red deck, that I would like play Enigma Drake, and like just be all in on like I hope this dive down is good enough. Where, like, yeah. it'd be way better if, like, I could have the choice of dive down or negate. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, they have a wrath. I guess this dive down didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, this gives you that ability. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if people were playing, like, main deck negates 
because it helps them protect this. Mm -hmm. So, like, this has a home in standard for sure. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't think it sees much play outside. Of no, no, no. I mean, I've seen people saying that Tempest Gin may be better, and like Tempest Gin has not seen any play anywhere else. Like Tempest Gin yeah. just required you to play islands, right? Well, it basically required you to pay, play just islands where this yeah. guy doesn't. Yeah, but like, if you're playing islands, like Tempest Gin got big. This requires you to play this plus have played other stuff. Yeah. So a little bit more work, but I think it's <clears throat> I think it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like if there was if they printed an Enigma Drake in like two sets, like I would be like thrilled to put those two cards in a deck together and just like oh yeah do that. Hey, maybe we get a Phyrexian Enigma Drake. Yeah. Crackling complete. <laughs> uh, so this one's a weird one. Uh, Impulse. Is one in a blue for an instant. Look at the top four cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. And the reason it's weird is because this hasn't been like in a regular print set since Visions. Mm-hmm. Like it's been printed a million times, but never in like a regular set release since Visions. Why yes. do you think that is? Uh because it's really good. Okay. Right. Like you, you think like modern power level has just caught up to where I think modern Impulse I think was? that like Impulse was like one of those like spells that we designed and we didn't realize how good it was. Yeah. But the things it could get were such trash it didn't matter. Right? right. And now like it's kinda like we never had opt in standard. Right. Now opt is just like a throwaway card mm-hmm. to the point where we're like, "Oh no, we need con- we need consider now." Yeah. Right. Remember Shimmer of Possibility? Mhm. I I played that card unironically in like magic tournaments. Yeah. Like I drove 2 hours to resolve the card Shimmer <laughs> of Possibility. Right? This is just better. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it lets you find your pieces that you need. Like, uh, congratulations! With you four never cards is deep. You never miss your third land drop. Right. Right. Um, I know it's a different time, but like, anticipate has seen play in standard. Anticipate was a big deal when it first got printed. Yeah, and this card is better than anticipate. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, right. I just thought it was weird. Like as as powerful as everything has gotten. In the last three, four years, whatever, um, it's kind of weird that we haven't seen, you know, something closer to this power level. Yeah. Um, if you are going to play this in standard, in paper, may I suggest spending about $2 in buying four of the man with the gold bars in the bag from Visions? <laughs> yeah. It's old border. It's got a Teferi quote on it. Mm-hmm. Just everything you could possibly want. Uh Way better than this art. Just saying. This art's kind of weird. Yes. Uh, Not that the guy with the gold bars in the bag isn't weird as he's trying to steal (laughs) them, but just cool. Uh, I was thinking, like, remember that for a while we had played, I'm probably going to bring this deck up again, 
the uh, the Neoform deck with uh, the Storm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, where dual you would caster mage dual caster and... mage and yep. See, uh, gosh, Seagate Stormcrawler, Stormcrawler, right? Yeah. All that deck wanted was look at four cards, find a piece. Absolutely right. Like this just feels like a card that like finds its way into a, a Lotus Field in in a Pioneer, right? Like like that deck was playing Shimmer sometimes. Yeah. Don't have to anymore. I can like hold up growth spiral or impulse. You don't know what I'm gonna do on yeah. your end step. And like always find my lotus field. Or you can hold up the next card we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Which is half of an impulse and a growth spiral. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're just we're the YOLO phase of like magic design. Yeah. Um joint- we're just Murrow's got his stapler out. He's just stapling cards together. Joint exploration, which if there's not like an altar with Snoop Dogg looking for a joint, <laughs> like I don't know, or Snoop Dogg like walking on a joint looking for stuff. No, no, no. This has totally got to be the uh, Elon Musk meme on from Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. Where then like he apparently got a, uh, had to get drug tested for like two years because he had like a government contract. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they drug tested him for like a year. But, okay, one in the blue, instant, scry two, then draw a card. It has kicker green. Mm-hmm. If the spell was kicked, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So, turn two, dig for a land, mm-hmm. find stuff. Turn three, if you decide to play it, dig for a land, put it on the battlefield. Um, again, this is like a Lotus field card for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it might make it so impulse doesn't get played in that deck because you're like, well, scry two's not quite look at four, but I can get three cards deep with this. And sometimes it just lets me ramp me. Um, like this card is, is Again, it's going to see play. Like these effects have like shown been shown to be good. Like this is it's the like minus three life on the Euro trigger. Right? Now the three life on the Euro trigger yeah. mattered a lot, but there yeah. were a lot of times you were just happy to be like, Oh, I get to draw a card, put a land into play. Perfect. Amazing. Yep. Right? And you get to do this at instant speed. You can like again hold up counter magic and be like, Oh, is it like Safe to go. Oh, I can. Yep. Great. Now, in... I guess... Are they still in standard? No, uh, Zendikar Rising leaves, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, in, like, Pioneer, because it says put a land card into play, you can't put a flip card in. Because it's not, it's not a land in your hand. Unless it's a flip land. Yeah, unless it starts as a land. Correct. Right. But, like... You know, the Shadow Shatter Skull Smashing Turn Timber Symbiosis, you can't put in with these. Right. Um, which is like a distinction from like Explore. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it. it is, uh, again, it just does everything you want a card like this to do, right? Mm-hmm. It digs you to the land when you need it to be a land. Late in the game, it's still got value because you don't have to kick it, right? Yep. Like. What is the card? Deliberate? 
is uh, one of the blue instant scry two draw card that was in yeah. a recent set. It's still standard legal, I think. Right? So this is the same card with just like green put a land into play. Yeah. Right? Like, I saw someone say that like all these kickers. Preordain, right? Preordain scry two draw card? Mm hmm. But preordain's one. But, like, people have said, like, these cards are all, um, like, all the kicker cards are just split cards. Right? This is a split card. Well, I mean, that's a, dis- or a not a distinction, but that's, a, um, like, a correlation that we've made in the past, though, when we've talked yeah. about kickers, that they're kind of just a split card. Yeah, but the, these feel, like, even more than usual, because, like, sometimes, like, kicker cards, they, they made the front sides better. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they just, they got bigger. Or yeah. something like, oh, my creature, like, these are just, like, these are two totally different spells. Yeah. Uh, enjoy. It's like, okay. Well, like, that's kind of what you get to do, though, when you have an off-color kicker cost, mm-hmm. though. You, you just like get if, to be, if like... If this was just, you know, kicker for a blue, you wouldn't be putting a land into play. You'd be, like, I, I don't you'd, know, doing You'd scry blue. three or scry four. Yeah. yeah. You'd be scry four, draw, draw a card. Or, like, make your opponent salty or something. Yeah. But, like, this is just, like, a really good split card. Like, yep. this is a card that, like, both halves are good. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Both halves aren't busted, but both halves are, like, good. And you'd be happy to play either half. So the, the whole card is great. Mm-hmm. Moving on to black. We have Balduvian Atrocity. Two and a black for a two, three Phyrexian Berserker, kicker red. It has menace. And when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target creature card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste and then sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Return so, Return target uh Storm Herald. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. Return target Greasy Boy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you got to be Mardu instead of Abzan, but, or Esper. Yeah. I mean, we, we started off in Mardu. We did. And, Mar- and Mardu then... got tossed to the wayside. Yeah. But, yeah, like... Maybe, maybe we come back to it. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the reanimation spell, right, like... This might be more impact, uh, uh, impactful than, like, can't stay away. Like, you lose the, like, yeah. oops, I went on to turn turn two when your citrus supplier just, like, god flips. Yeah. But, right, like, this has the fail case of I'm a 3-3 three, three for 3, which is not great in modern magic, but... 2-3 two, two, three for 3. Oh, is it a 2-3? Oh, womp womp. Yeah. But still, it's not, like, embarrassing. Right. It, it at least trades with a blood tithe harvester. It does. Um, this was a card one of our listeners was asking about. Okay. Um, they wanted to know specifically about pairing this with blitz creatures. And I mean, I think that's pretty sweet. I don't know, like if that's a, a game winning strategy for constructed, but it's a something sweet you can do with it for sure. Um, does that, I work? mean, this would like tenacious underdog. Yeah. Why not? Um, like, isn't the the trigger based on the fact when it has if you blitzed it so when tenacious underdog dies and it's not blitzed no 
Oh, you know, maybe that is part so of the like ability. Blitz, if you cast a spell for its blitz cost, it gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a yeah. card. So, like, yeah, it, you don't get the blitz, the blitz draw card text. Yeah, which from... is kind of the the big thing with blitz. Yeah, but like, I think you know, uh, any like, uh, blood. Type I guess you could blitz your guy and then like get it back with this and have it for good. Mm. Could you? Yeah, you you blitz your guy out and then sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step, and then you. Oh no, you, you don't get it for good. Yeah, you don't right? get it. But you like you this was like a blood tithe harvester, right? You could yeah. like blood tithe harvester, eat their eat their two drop on turn three, play mm -hmm. another three drop, play this on four, get black blood tithe harvester, blood tithe harvester. Presumably yeah. now have two treasures mm -hmm. and eat their next creature. Bloods. Hmm? Bloods. Yeah, did I say treasure? Sorry, bloods. Yeah. Have two who have two bloods eat their yeah. creature. So like I think like there are some synergies there. Like I think Blood Tithe Harvester and this is really good. Yeah. Um I don't think there I can't think of any creatures that give you something on the way in and on the way out in like current standard. But yeah, I can't either. The only thing that popped into my mind was Ob, uh, but I mean that's like that's asking a lot out of your Rakdos deck is to get to seven mana. <laughs> yeah, you like, I mean even like something, um, uh, we, village rights goes away, right? Gosh, it's so hard with rotation. Yeah. Um, does it go away? I know I, uh, it was in Keldheim. Did we have it after Keldheim? Uh, we had it as a Strixhaven uh, mystical, archive. mystical Archive. So I guess for the first time in like three years, uh, there's that, the two mana one. We still have one. Deadly Dispute though, right? Deadly Dispute doesn't go away, does it? That was AFR. Did it get printed in another set? You get printed in yeah. the Commander AFR set. AFR goes away? Yeah, AF, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, does it? Was AFR last summer? No, I thought AFR was fall. Mm, we should look at the rotation schedule. Cause I, I think yeah. it's... Uh... Oh, no, you're right. It was summer. Yeah, it was, it was summer. Yeah. Uh, I, can look at the I can look at the renewal and see what they say here. Uh, yeah, so we're losing... Uh, Zendikar, Strixhaven, AFR. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> there's the two mana, like when you sack a creature, draw two cards, gain life equal to its power. Mm -hmm. But again, now now you're now you're at six mana. Yeah. But like I I like the Storm Herald thing, like. Mm -hmm. oh, um, that's sweet. The right, like the the reanimation that you had, like kind of pushed you into white because can't because of can't stay away and yeah. like this being red and like your hope is that when you bring him back there isn't another turn yeah so who cares um so yeah but sadly doesn't work with blitz creatures yep does not work with blitz creatures good call uh next up is cult conscript black for a 2-1 skeleton warrior Enters the battlefield tapped, one in a black. Return it from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only if a non-skeleton creature died under your control this turn. 
So this is our gutter bones. It is. And it's an un- uncommon. Times are a-changing. Times are a-changing. Um, also, like, they've been doing stuff that c- cares about skeletons lately, haven't they? Yeah, like, if you told me, like, in six months there's going to be, like, a Skeleton Matters Commander deck. Yeah. Like, oh, my. Jack Skellington. Oh. <laughs> well, you can't use that now because that's oh, uh, Disney. part of Disney's new card he's, game. He's clearly in the Disney new card game. Yeah. Uh, you know what I bet you they don't have in the Disney's card game? Death. Death. Aggression. <laughs> Aggression. We have they just have the emotions from inside inside out. Yeah. So you just get that. You get Lewis Black as the closest. <laughs> that's your that's your mana symbol, it's just a picture of Lewis Black. Um so Interestingly, you can activate this multiple times if you have a single creature that's not a skeleton die. Now, why would you want to do that? So, oh, like in response to somebody eating it or nuking your graveyard? Or what if you have like uh, a Viscerous here or some free sack outlet? Right? Like you can kind of like you did, you would do with, uh, oh gosh, I'm so bad at card names. The, the zombie that you could cast from your graveyard only if you controlled a zombie? Gravecrawler. Gravecrawler? Right, where you could sacrifice Gravecrawler. Oh, like, yeah, Basically, yeah, as I much see. mana as you had. Yeah. So, in increments of two. Like, if you had six mana, you could get six sacrifices with this. Yep. I got you. I thought you meant all at once. I was like, that's yeah, weird. No, 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 you but, want to do this all at once. But you could, but like, so you sack a cat to an oven. Yeah. And then you have some other way to sack this. You can just like. Pay two mana, get it back, sack it again. Pay two mana, get it back, sack it again. Yep. So it's interesting in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, like there's a chance that like it could maybe go in like some version of mono black, mm-hmm. in like either in standard or like it could find maybe a home in the pioneer deck. Mm-hmm. Also, right. warriors like a relevant job. Mm-hmm. It is a well relevant job. <laughs> And apparently we've settled on that skeleton is a race. Well, obviously. Obviously, it comes before his job. <laughs> so clearly it is a race. Uh, yeah, but like just like you get the sack multiple times, you get as many sacks as you have like two mana. Mm-hmm. Could be useful. Like, you know, uh, I haven't quite figured how to get it, in, get it in the cube yet, but like you have like, you know, a mayhem devil, this yep. and like a Nantuko husk, and you're just like, oh, I'll deal three to you. And end up right. with my tutu back. So, yep. nope. I thought this guy was sweet. I thought it was weird that it was an uncommon, but yeah, it is. It is weird that like <clears throat> this got shifted down yeah. when like this effect. It was let uh, blood chief. We had gutter bones. We had what was the guy from cons? Uh, that's what I was trying to think of. Blood something marauder. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, was it Tormented Hero? Was that from? No, Tormented Hero was heroic. Oh, it didn't come back. Yeah, there's we, one we more, did right? Have, um, yeah, the Dread Wanderer. Dread Wanderer, that's it. Yeah, and they were all rare. Yep. And this guy's just like chilling out on. Yeah, I mean, you could almost make like an entire deck of one mana, two ones in black. Yeah. That Remember come when? Back. We... <laughs> Remember when we just had Savannah Lions? Yeah. Yep. Now at we rare. Ha- yeah, at rare and now we have like I can play 
all creatures that are recursive mm-hmm. in black. Just all of them. I have 12 of them in my deck or 16 in my deck. Yep. You kill them, they'll come back. There we go. Yep. <laughs> please, please don't have neg two, neg two to everything in exile. Just don't Aww. have that and we're good. That would be a sad day. That would be a very sad day. Yep. Uh, next one is a card that I wanted your opinion on. Uh, this is Cut Down. Uh, one mana for an instant. Destroy target creature with total power and toughness five or less. I've been thinking about this card a lot. Yeah. And, right, like... So hang on. Before you, before you continue... Okay. This kills everything that is a 0-5. Everything in the game. It kills everything that is a 1-4. Uh-huh. It kills everything that's a 2-3. Uh-huh. Everything that's a 3-2. Uh-huh. Everything that's a 4-1. Mm-hmm. Everything that's a 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. Everything that's a 2-2. Two, two. Yes. Everything that's a 2-1. Correct. Everything that's a 1-2. Mm-hmm. Everything that's a 1-3. Yes. And everything that's a 3-1. Everything. All of those things die. All of those things die. So, right, like, it has some holes, mm-hmm. right? But, like, I don't know how much they matter. Yeah. So, right, there are definitely times where, like, I've played a Risen Reef and my opponent has a fatal push in their hand and they proceed to lose the game to the risen reef that they can't kill. Correct. This is no longer going to be a problem, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the next game I'll play a four, four Omnath. Mm -hmm. And with the draw card trigger on the stack, they sack a treasure token and they kill it. Uh, You can't do that with this. So there are like, I think like, this is probably better than a non-revolted fatal push. Oh, definitely. All in like in every case. Like yeah. if you if you had a choice between I can't get revolt in a fatal push or a cutdown, I think you pick the cutdown like every time. Yeah. I think that when you have revolt on fatal push, fatal push ends up being better. Um for them, I this, think it's just barely better, though. Yeah, this thing's not picking off a lot of four drops, right? Especially Hardly like a yet. lot of modern four, a lot of modern four drops. The uh, the thing that I worry about with cut down is, like we talked about at the top of the show, um, they just printed a whole cycle of lords, mm-hmm. and two of the defilers. Also, pump power and toughness. Yeah. Um, and it only, for the majority of creatures, it's only going to take one pump to get it out of range of cut down. Like, if you have a grizzly bear and you play bear lord, it yeah. can no longer be cut down. But I feel like you just kill the bear lord. Right? Like, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's true. Like, that. that's who's... So there's uh, whatever his name is, a gold card we're not talking about, like King whatever the 48th. Yeah. That's like a 2-2 that all of the creatures get plus one, plus one, and it costs three Mm -hmm. mana. Like, unless you can get Revolt, 
Fatal Push isn't doing anything. That's it true. might have to pick off like the two two they don't really want to kill. Yeah. Where this is going to get that. So like maybe in Pioneer and Explore cut down might be better than Fatal Push in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh because like you don't have the fetch lands to like get revolt as easily. Yeah. Now, like in like Rakdos, like Rakdos has the blood tokens. Mm-hmm. It has the treasure tokens treasure. from uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like the, the sagas don't exile themselves. They just flip, right? But like the creatures don't have haste. Right. So do they exile themselves? I don't know. Well, one of them has haste. One of them does, but like, so like, I it's not. I don't think that like they have. Re- yeah, no, they have to exile. I think they exile and come back. Uh, let's look before we give these people bad information here. Because uh, I was thinking Fable of the Mirror Breaker, right? Do like, you get? Uh, no exile. Yeah. So like, yeah. I guess the 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 Fable transforming gives you revolt. Yeah. I don't think that's ever come up. I don't think anyone's killed something off of the revolt from a fable of mirror breaker. Um, so like maybe in Rakdos, maybe this like takes the place of like blood chief's thirst. Like they sometimes yeah. play like one or two of them. It's slightly less flexible because then they get planeswalkers, but right. It like, doesn't ever cost four mana. <laughs> it doesn't ever cost four, <laughs> cost four mana, but like in that deck cut down might not be good as good because you have all these ways to get revolt but like in mono black mm-hmm. right cut down might be better or like you end up with like a three two split between cut down and a fatal push yeah because early in the game like these are the same card basically right i think later in the game is where the differences start to show up yeah right but then like cut down also has like this secret mode of like kills a five mana like two two like weird utility creature mm-hmm. right like you know so like then it goes to being back on when like you know they always have like these like cards that are like five or six mana that like they do something big yeah but like the body is small right and then this is back on again yep depending on how big that effect is i mean i guess it lets you kill an agent of treachery before it like draws eighty five cards and kills you, it does in fact kill a nation of treachery. You still lose your thing. You're still, but... yeah, you're still boned. You still lost yeah. the game, <laughs> but you don't have to look at that stupid agent on the battlefield. Is it a? Is it weird that this guy has like Kazalex crown on? Oh, is that what it is? I don't. Isn't that what it is? It might be. Like I just was admiring his two swords. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It looked like Kazalex floaty like head thingies. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. But weird. Yeah, I think this card is a card that is going to be very like metagame specific. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if I think in standard, you just play it, right? It kills Probably. every one drop, every two drop, and the vast majority of three drops. Well, I don't know. A lot of three drops are three threes now. And this is true. But like, there's also a lot of like. Uh, I was thinking like Augur of Autumn or yeah. uh, all the Realm Walker. 
like mm-hmm. the like three mana two threes or two twos with like busted ability on them. Yeah, this gets to get those, but it does like just get clowned by like a bone crusher giant. Yes. So I mean, right? I mean, it gets a uh, brazen borrower, which is like nice in older formats. That's true. Right? That without nice. with like without work. Yep. So. This is one I think you're definitely going to have to, like, play mm-hmm. and, like, see how it works out. See if it's good or not. Yeah. It'll be conditionally good. Also, um, unrelated, guess how much Scryfall says Fable of the Mirror Breaker is? Uh, they were ridiculous, like $22 or something last week. Uh, uh, the, the regular one is 18 Yeah. Yeah. I was like... Well, well, I guess you print a card that goes in every set, in every Did red deck, in every format. Yes, I have mine. I got them a while back. I still, I still paid what I thought was too much for them at the time. At the time, but apparently, oh, <laughs> a deal. I paid next to nothing for them because it was among the first cards I um, ordered. I think like I, I think I paid like five dollars a piece for them, yeah. which now looks like a genius move. Yep, you're hey, so smart. It's your girl. It is my girl. I don't know how much we have to say about Liliana of the Vale. Um, I mean, we might have some Zoomers that that don't know. So what? Okay. What we gotta at least go through the card. We gotta give them that at least. One black black for a three loyalty Planeswalker Liliana. Plus one. Each player discards a card. Minus two. Target player sacrifices a creature. Minus six. Separate all permanent target player controls into two piles. That player sacrifices all permanence in the pile of their choice. So we were talking in the pre-show that this card defined modern. Uh, For its entire early life. Yeah. I think we settled on up until Ikoria. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, things were getting a little wobbly after Modern Horizons 1, but then Ikoria hit and you had to choose between Loris and Jund and Liliana and Jund. And Loris is like perhaps in the top like five to ten cards ever printed in Magic on power level. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like bumping it's like bumping Mox Pearl off the list kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mox Sapphire, you get to stay. Mox Pearl, maybe you gotta go. You're gone. You're gone. But I can cast you a turn earlier. Okay, let me reevaluate. But um, <laughs> Lily was like, like the card that defined modern Jund. Yep. And it is wild that this is now a card we're just printing in standard. Well, I don't know if you remember back to M fifteen. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to get a Liliana of the Veil vale reprint. See, I heard it was M thirteen. No, it was after I came back to the game. Okay. No, M- M13 would have been when she was legal and standard. Maybe it was, already. maybe Jerry, it was on the uh, Arena Deckless podcast. He said 13. Maybe he meant 15. I think Innistrad was out. Like, Innistrad was legal yeah, and standard. Because he had mentioned that it was like when Mono Black was good. So it might, it might have been 15. It must have been 15. Yeah. And that, like, Lily in the Mono Black deck would have just been silly. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, yeah, I think it was M15. Or so, it was either M14 or M15. Somewhere in there. The, like, 
So apparently when Liliana was in Standard originally, she didn't make a big impact. Yeah. I think that, um, like, she's, I think she's best in older formats. I'm not saying she's not going to be good, right? right? But, like, a lot of times in older formats, it's about, like, sticking a threat. Mm-hmm. And Lily's very good at dealing with a threat initially. Yes. It's very hard to get around an edict. Yes, Right, especially in a deck that like Jund, that is like a pile of removal, and the one thing they don't have a removal spell for, they've already cleared the board. Lily is just yep. a three mana removal spell for that. Yep. Um, like in standard, where it's where there's typically more creatures, but I feel like standard has on some level, kind of become like modern used to be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot less like. I played a two drop and a three drop kind of deal. Right. There's a lot more like, you know, I have a Hanada. Okay, cool. Now there's also like, I have a garbage goblin token from uh, my yeah. $20 fable of the mirror breaker. <laughs> um, but right. Like she also has um, like, uh, tenacious underdog, yes. right? Like that's just like a me- a ready made like I'm gonna plus my lily, discard my underdog, turn four, uh, blitz my underdog, mm-hmm. get a card back that I discarded, and now like I've got a en- little engine set up for a while. Yep. Um, I think like what's even more important than her place in standard though is she is now legal in pioneer, which. Uh, does a whole bunch of things um number one one of the best decks in pioneer makes better it which is i don't know that good deck or is, not, <laughs> rakdos is currently like the most played deck in pioneer according to goldfish by yeah. a pretty wide margin yeah uh and my experience with explorer is it is a widely played deck in Explorer by a pretty wide margin. How many more people do you think will pick up the deck now that Lily is legal in it? I think um, everyone who likes Reed Duke and uh, is going to like be like, oh, like Lily's I think playable. you mean the, the Jund Father. The Jund Father, yes. Captain America yeah. himself. Yeah. Um, I think that the more people are going to pick it up, I think the deck changes. Like, it can't just be all three drops. Yeah, right? and, like, that's the hard part is because that deck is very heavy in the three-drop slot right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, none of the three drops are, like, bad. Like, there's not, like, a three-drop that you look at and go, like, I can do without this. Yeah. Right? You know? But, you know, it, it's going to end up being, like, oh, I'm going to, like, trim a Chandra or two. I'll trim a... uh uh a graveyard trespasser or cemetery trespasser, whatever it's called yeah. to like get to my lilies that way. Um, also like Lily into Kalidus down, take Lily. Yes. Right. Like that gets you your zombie right away. Yep. Um, right. Like you plus the Lily, the turn before to like maybe clear the way for your Kalidus. Mm-hmm. And then you just Kalidus, get your zombie, uh, proceed to victory town. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah. Lily is, um, while powerful, is from a different era of magic design. Yeah. Uh, when cards required you to have skill to play them. 
Oh, for sure. Right? Like, there are times that you should look at your Liliana, look at your hand, and say, go, and not activate mm-hmm. it. Right? Many, many, many turns I have done that. <laughs> yes. Right? There are... I do not have a card in my hand that is worse than a random card out of your hand. Yes. And, like, you can mess up the lily pile. Mm-hmm. Right? What does, like, the, the six mana lily do? It's, like, get rid of all but one of each permanent type. Yeah. Right? Kind of hard to mess that one up. Yeah. Right? But this lily, you can definitely split the pile wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? And, it's like, pretty easy to also. Yeah. And, like, put yourself in a bad situation. So, yeah. right, this card's going to play different than, like, the Okos of the world. That, like, there was just no wrong way to activate that three mana. Or, like, Teferi. Yeah. Right, three mana Teferi. I don't really know if you can screw up activating that card. Just pick one. It'll be all right. It'll be fine. Right? Yep. Lily, like, you can, you know, because her ability is, her first ability is symmetrical, mm-hmm. like, you will sometimes just have to go, like, I'm... I'm not marching towards the ultimate because there's a there is a downside to that march. Yep. Where most planeswalkers just like just tick up and eventually you'll win the game. Yeah. So just be aware that it's not quite as, you know, click planeswalker, click plus ability. Good right. things happen. Nope. Sometimes you put, plus put and bad things happen. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um the other thing we also mentioned in pre show with Liliana is that she kind of slots in nicely to like grease fang decks mm-hmm. um kind of does everything that you need to do in grease fang it pitches you know whatever vehicle that you need pitched it you know clears a board to give you a little bit of breathing room while you're assembling your pieces um pretty pretty solid if you're trying to make that deck a little bit more mid-range and also uh in standard i know like but like um like the kind of like the Esper control, right? You could definitely take your Ledger Shredders and your um, uh, Rafines and like just like make your deck Rafi- uh, Liliana, Kaito, and the Wandering yeah. Emperor. Yeah. And good things will happen. And then mm-hmm. removal. It'll be yep. fine. Yep. You will find a way. Yep. So. Like, I think that that deck is going to be very good with, like, three modern playable uh, Planeswalkers in it. Yeah. So, get get good with Lily. Yep. It's a fun card to play with, too. Mm-hmm. I know from experience. <laughs> I've cast many, many Lilianas. Yes, yes. Uh, next up is Shadow Prophecy. Two and a black for an instant with Domain. Look at the top X cards of your library where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control. Put up to two of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. You lose two life. It is. I know that in the... Uh, who was it in the Discord? That was like, this is the worst read the bones ever printed. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I like in mono black you play oh no read the bones is a sorcery right it is so like and read the bones is also scry doesn't go to your graveyard oh this goes to this is surveil Uh uh-huh oh 
and you look at and you get to look at them. So like you get to look at if you're mono black, you look at three cards all at once and pick two. No, if you're mono black, you only look at one card. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's domain. Oh, okay. Put two of them into your. How does that work? So you look at one card, but then you would put up up to two of them into your. Hand. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Reading is fundamental and very hard. <laughs> um, Reading the card explains the card. So maybe I'm on like bad read the bones. You right? think so? I don't well, think so. So in black, it is in mono black. It is worse than read the bones. Sure. Right. You're not going to pay three mana. Put a card in your graveyard. Right. In a and lose two life. In lose two life. In a two color deck, it is divination. Lose two life. Yeah. Because you're not going to put the cards in your graveyard. Right. At three lands, at three land types, so like you have a triome in play. Mm-hmm. Now. I think you are better than read the bones, mm-hmm. right? Cause read the bones. You look at two cards and make your decision off the scry. Mm-hmm. This, you look at three cards all at once. So you have more information to make a better decision. Yeah. Uh, it also puts cards right into your graveyard. If you're looking to yeah. do things with grease Fang or storm Herald. But I feel like you only want like you, those decks are three colors, mm-hmm. but so like in those decks, if you were going to play a read the bones type card, mm-hmm. I think you would play shadow prophecy over it because more than likely it's going to be better. But like in a one or a two color deck, I think read the bones is better. Yeah. So it's probably like, you know, the like, strictly worse strictly better thing is always dangerous but i think like in one and two color decks you'd rather have read the bones in a three or four color deck i think you'd You'd rather rather have have this this and like the putting cards in your graveyard doesn't matter until you get to three land three land types because like you know three mana put top card of your library in your graveyard lose two life is not a card right Three mana puts the top two cards in your grave of your deck into your graveyard. Lose two life isn't a card. True. So, three mana. Look at three. Presumably, put one in your graveyard. Maybe yeah. two if they're both like graveyardable. Mm-hmm. Like and replace itself. Maybe is a card. Yeah. So. It's weird, right? Like now. Am I going to get, like, annihilated by this when my opponent in, like, a draft, like, somehow has three land types on turn three and cast Dig Through Time? <laughs> yes, I will get annihilated. <laughs> the game will end when they cast a three-mana Dig Through Time on turn three in Limited when they're, like, black-white tap land, blue-red tap land forest. Yeah. And I'll just be like, well, <laughs> these things happen. Or, like, you know, a three-mana Memory Deluge. But, yeah. like, I think there's going to be a lot of times where it's just, like, doesn't have like, text. Also, keep in mind that, like, triomes are a thing now. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like. And, like, if you're, even if you're in a two-color deck, like, maybe it's worth, you know, throwing a triome or two into your mana base 
for the I off chance if, that if you had other domain cards, yeah, I think so. Like if you were like a like a base green black deck and you had multiple domain cards, mm-hmm. and then like maybe like okay, I can like throw in uh, two of the. Of course, I thought triomes and like two of the proving two proving grounds and two whatever the other one is this red black zagoth oh um the mardu one no like so no there's like so i'm thinking of the triumphs right there's like endatha is is abzan right and uh savai is mardu savai is mardu and then zagoth is zagoth um, right is sultai so here let's let's see let's prove how bad wizards is at stuff Name three triumphs from <laughs> Nuka Penna. I will give you Rafine's Tower. Yep. Zeator's Proving Ground. Zeator's Proving Ground. That's the Jund one. I have no idea what the Bant one's called. No clue. And I play that card. Yep. Like, in my head, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's the Bant one. I have no yep. idea what the name is. <laughs> um, and then I can't like uh, Xander's Lounge. Oh yeah, Xander's Lounge. Isn't there like a boxing ring? Oh no, that's the proving okay. ground. And then uh, oh gosh, Jetmere's Garden. Jetmere's Garden. Yep, that's a nice. So much work that is set is currently <laughs> in standard, and like there's Ragoth or whatever Triome is the yep. the Just Guy one. We think we named all of them, didn't we? Did we miss I think one? So, yeah, Savai, Zagoth, Zagoth uh, Indatha. What's the teamer one? Oh, oh Ketria. One. Ketria, yep. Right. And that set's like two years. That set was right when the world ended. Yes. Right. This other set came out. Was the last set release I cared about. <laughs> and and I can't like it's a struggle to name them. Yeah. Missed opportunity. But yeah, you could definitely play triumphs to make this work. But I think you'd have yeah. to have other domain other cards. Reasons to play triumphs. Yeah. Cause like yeah. I don't know if this is good enough to drive you in that direction. Like it's it's kind of remember, oh gosh. The converge card. Painful Truths? Yeah. Right, this is like Painful Truths, but like almost harder. I think this is better than, I think this is better than Painful Truths. Probably. Though. The Painful Truths would get you three cards from time to time. Painful Truths wasn't an instant, though. Yeah. And it didn't let you bin any cards. Fair. But like, it's, it's kind of in that like same realm where like yeah. Painful Truths definitely like Pain, that, painful truths was also a rare, and this is a common. <laughs> painful truths happened in like 2016. Like yeah. none of those cards are playable now. It's true. Like other than Kalidus. Other than Kalidus, there. I guess there's. Yeah. And um, there was another card that sees play from then. Mon- Monastery mentor in 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 vintage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like not a lot of those cards uh see play. But 
Yeah. Yeah. This card is weird. I don't know if it has this, like, if there is like a deck that is like playing like eight triomes mm-hmm. and can like work it out that this card is just dig through time. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward that this is black and that's the one color your elementals deck doesn't play. Yeah. Boo. Boo. I I could definitely use this. Um all right. What else what else? Moving on. What what do we got? We have uh Shieldred the Apocalypse. Okay. Two black black for a four five for Xian Praetor with Death Touch. Whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. Whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose two life. I feel lied to because like there was that like the leak. leak that was so much better than this card. So much better. Yeah. Um, it's so weird because, like, Vorinclex and Jingataxis were both, like, back-breaking, unbeatable cards. Mm-hmm. And then Urabrask was kind of whatever, and this is, like, not great. Equally whatever. Yeah. This is Siege Rhino with more work. <laughs> Siege it's Rhino, like, but with steps. Yeah, just worse siege right now. Yeah. And like I don't know, the dumbest ability to put on a four or five is death touch. Yeah, like when is that ever relevant? Like, That's like putting death touch on Ulamog. <laughs> he's a ten ten. He got the job done. It's fine. It's no, death fine. touch. Death just to make sure. Um yeah. yeah, like I This card's kind of a letdown. Though I do yeah. feel like Shieldred has uh, gotten more buggy. <laughs> well, they had to rebuild her. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Traveling right. through the Blind Eternities tore her apart. They had to rebuild her. Uh, okay. And they just basically stuck like the world's largest cockroach on the bottom half? Well, yeah, they found uh, Grist. And they were like, my insect friends. Really? Is that Gris? No. I was like, okay, you had me. <laughs> Like this, yeah, this not... could be this could be the uh, the the guy from Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, Edgar. Yeah, the the guy who's just all bugs. Uh, yeah. So this is one of those that's like dangerous to say, but this feels like commandery, right? Like in a multiplayer yeah. game, like Shieldred, like pings all of your opponents for two, like six life is lost before you get back to your turn. Yeah. And that feels pretty solid. I mean, it yeah, is actually, a... this might be cool in commander. Cause aren't there like how many of those like Lich style cards do we have? Oh, that like you draw cards when like people lose life and stuff. Yeah. A lot. Like... Yeah. And like this, I think this plays well with them. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? The one that's like, like you exile cards from your graveyard, but when you gain life, you draw cards. Yeah, so you just oh, you just kill yourself. Never mind. You just you draw just draw your, your entire library. <laughs> yeah, no better way to go. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, it just like the one that was like I guess the fake that was spoiled. Yeah. Was like was this back is breaking. Was better. It's like, oh, this is better than Kalidus. I know it costs one more mana, but this is better than Kalidus. Yeah. This card does not a Kalidus beat. No, definitely not. Yeah. So so much so that I think we can move on. Okay. Um. Next up, 
we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but it's a Shieldred's Restoration, three and a black, with kicker two and a white, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If this spell was kicked, you gain life equal to that card's mana value. Otherwise, you lose that much life. And then exile Shieldred's Restoration. Um, I just wanted to note that the uh, uncommon reanimation spell was four mana in this set, mm -hmm. whereas normally it's five. I mean, that is a big difference. The life loss might matter, but I don't know if it I get might. back. If I get back a big enough thing, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just I just wanted to note that it was four mana instead of five. Why does it exile? Like, are we? Are we getting? Know, do do we, we have a card that? Uh, we have like, like snapcasters. We have torrential gear hulks. Uh, the dumb sphinx in uh, uh, alchemy or whatever in yeah. historic. Uh, yeah, that's a jumpstart card though. Yeah, but like I don't think there's one in standard. Like we must be getting one where yeah, like they maybe. didn't want you to just like someone was like discarding this and then like chaining them or something. Yeah. I mean, so, it's almost got to be. Yeah, but it is weird that they were like because these spells never exile themselves. Yeah, very strange. So, yes. But, like, four mana reanimation, probably good. Yep. Um, last card in black is Stronghold Arena. One in a black for an enchantment with kicker, green, or white. When Stronghold Arena enters a battlefield, you gain three life for each time it was kicked. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you may reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand. If you do, lose life equal to its mana value. Sold. This is super sweet for two mana. Like, yeah. this is everything your deck with 16... Um, two ones for one? Two ones for one ever could want. Right, like... I think that there is an argument that this could be just, like, a sideboard card. What I mean mm -hmm. is, like... If you're playing against control, right? Mm -hmm. If you get to go one drop this draw card, mm -hmm. like that game's over, right? Yes. Like you're just gonna, it's just gonna snowball. But like against like an ag, like I don't know if you want this in the main deck a lot, right? Yep. Like against like a, an aggro deck, it might not do anything, right? Other than like if you're a two color deck, like if you're black white, maybe it's secretly just like. Maybe I'll draw a card, but I'll it'll gain me three life, and yeah, that'll matter. Stabilize you a little bit. Yeah, but like sneaking it in against control, where you can like just snowball a creature and draw cards. This yeah, seems like really solid. Yep, and this is when one or more, so it only happens once per turn. Yeah, so like you don't even like like have to feel like kind of compelled to like stretch wide and like stretch yourself out. Like you could just right. like you just got to get one thing through. like. Threat this into like a threat or two, yeah. and then keep your hand full, and they have to deal with the the creatures, and then this is still on the battlefield, or they deal with this and they um, die. This kind of sneakily plays well with the black defiler, though. Oh, because you can give stuff menace. Yeah, you give your dudes menace, mm -hmm. which might be relevant. Yeah, keep it in mind for the future. Yeah, but I think this card, like this, is very much like a mono black aggro kind of card. 
Absolutely. Right? It's, Th this is your, we mentioned experimental frenzy earlier. This is your experimental. Yeah. Frenzy. Or I was going to say like it's Phyrexian arena or yeah. underworld connections, like one of those kind of yeah. cards. Yep. All right. Moving on to red and we're, uh, we're counting down definitely on the downhill side of this. Yes, we are. Uh, electrostatic infantry. Infantry. One in the red. Infantry. For a 1-2, Dwarf Wizard with Trample. Why does a 1-2 have Trample? Because whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. This card is nuts. It is. We have seen this card at, I think, Uncommon and Common before. Like Not with counters, though. No, Pyrehound. There's two of them. There's oh, Pyrehound yeah, yeah. and there's and there's another one. One's from Innistrad and one's from a more recent set. Uh, but they're like four mana, they get counters, and limited, they're just like a beating. Yep. But like this card, like those mono red like spells decks that are like Monastery Mentor, um, Soulscar Mage. That like mono red prowess deck that was around for a while? Mm-hmm. Like this is just like it's kind of a runaway steamkin that is not gated at being a four four. Right. Right? It's just how big can you get this thing? Yep. Right? Like you could just have like, you know some like sixteen to twenty creatures between like Steamkin, this, Dreadhorde Arcanist, and mm -hmm. then just all the stupid one mana red cards that say draw a card on them. Yep. Hey, my guys have first strike. My guys have trample. Oh, this yep, one gets whatever. plus one, plus oh, and like just draw a card and this thing gets huge. Yep. Right? Or like in that like blue red spell slinger deck with Haughty Jin, right? Like <laughs> this is this is your Enigma Drake. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it needs Yeah, I mean, need... trample is kind of evasion if it's big enough. Right, and you anything's like, evasion if it's big enough, right? Yeah, and you need like to cast two spells to have it like be Enigma Drake sized. Yeah. So, like this this card is like thank God it's not a common because there'd only be one deck in Popper. But <laughs> this is true. Uh, this card is seems really pushed. Yep, I agree. Next up, we have Jaya. We. Uh, was it two weeks ago we talked about Jaya? I think we talked about her a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so we don't need to spend a ton of time on Jaya here, but two red red, four loyalty, uh, plus one, create a one one red mask, mask? No, monk. monk. Creature token with prowess. Uh, minus one, exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them. You can play that card this turn. Uh, neg two. Choose target creature and opponent controls whenever you attack this turn. Uh, Jaya deals damage equal to the number of attacking creatures to that creature. And Neg 8, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a red instant or sorcery spell, copy it twice. You may choose new targets for the copies. Um, on one hand, like the, the abilities kind of like go against each other. Right, like the top ability is a prowess monk, so you want to cast spells. Right. The neg two is have a bunch of creatures. Right. But I was I was sitting here thinking, I was like, what about like you know, 
one in the red make two goblins mm-hmm. or right like it, goes command. yeah like just i can get the spells to make the monks good by playing a bunch of token generators this maybe this yep. is more of like a go wide tokeny like kind of uh planeswalker yeah where what was like, the one from ikoria tentative connection no oh yeah i made a a human and a dinosaur yes was it tentative no tentative connection was something else i think that was like the forbidden friendship forbidden friendship that's what it was it made a hasty dinosaur and then a like one one human yep who knew what he did was wrong uh ew gross the dinosaur didn't know the dinosaur was just happy to have a friend um yeah, so like stuff like that where like maybe it's like you like have your creatures as spells. Yeah. Raise the alarm type stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean yeah. or even like it's not a spell, but the new like flash one one that makes a one one in white. Mm-hmm. It's a creature, but like it gives you multiple bodies to make the neg two better. Yeah. Right, because like you want something where you're like attacking with three things and eating a three toughness thing. Yeah. Right. So you like you need to be able to go wide enough to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So like no, I think this card's solid. It has like the typical red planeswalker ability that you want of, you know, getting some sort of temporary card advantage. Um, the ultimate is game ending. Mm-hmm. Um. So what's better, Chandra Torch of Defiance or this? Um, I think it depends on the deck. I'm leaning towards Chandra. That's my thought as well. Like the card draw ability is a plus. Yeah. The like kill a creature thing is, um, less conditional. Yep. Right. The mana is not irrelevant either. Yeah. I've definitely had opponents like Chandra plus stomp something. Yeah. Right. And like, like the one one is good, but you know Chandra doesn't have that. Like Chandra swaps mana for the one one, and on some level, like that mana can just end up being a removal spell or a creature to protect her. Right. So like Chandra can just cost air quotes two mana. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. like Jaya's probably standard power level planeswalker, but not mm-hmm. like a a like eternal playable wild to think yes that this four this four ability planeswalker like i guess all but like big garrick that have had four abilities have like seen like substantial like older format play yeah jace it's like it's just jace chandra now jaya and big garuk right is there another four ability planeswalker Um... that i'm not thinking of I feel like there is, but I can't think of it right now. Also, rest in peace, Jaya. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about your luck. (laughs) All right. What do we got next? This is one you were looking for. Keldon Strike Team. Two and a red for a 3-1 with kicker one and a white. When Keldon Strike Team enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, make two 1-1 white soldier creature tokens. As long as it entered the battlefield this turn, creatures you control have haste. Um, I know why you like this. Yes. So I talked about this uh, before. Uh, the So in, again, that Neoform deck that's uh, 
only is trapped in historic. Yeah. Right. You would combo off, get all of your creatures or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that you would get is you would get there. You go, I had to look it up. Tuk Tuk Rubble Fort. Yep. Right. Which is defenders and creatures you control have haste. And uh, that the way that your opponents could kill you is they could just kill your Rubble Fort. Yep. Right. So I had said, like, hey, it would be great if they made a creature that it ETB'd and gave all your creatures haste at end of turn. This does it one better. Yep. Right? Because they just get haste. So it could be the first creature that, like, you played, and then every creature after it has haste. Yep. So, like, it just kind of gives this, like, blanket, everything has haste this turn. Mm-hmm. So, like, it gets to come in, and you don't have to worry about your opponent killing your rubble fort yep uh so uh it changes the way the deck plays because then they like try to kill something else but it does like kind of fix that problem with the deck yep now they just need so, to i mean that's all it does though right? it doesn't go anywhere else i don't think it goes anywhere else i don't think yeah. it is good i think it is that niche thing where we just needed to put like dual caster mage yeah in in a, in a format that doesn't have make believe cards, unless we can find some sort of sweet like Naya Chatter Storm deck. Oh, go on. <laughs> we, oh, I, I, we I could, have no idea. If I it know. Exists, we but... we could we could try. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's I like this card just for like it fixes that thing. It's been something I've talked about before. So they gave me yep. the answer. Yep. Uh, next up is Phoenix Check. I couldn't remember if we talked about this in pre-show last week or on the actual show. Um, I don't remember. So it, I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, red mana for a 1-1 Flying Haste, which is like already a decent rate. Evasion, Haste, 1 mana, 1-1. One, one. Uh, it can't block. And whenever you attack with three or more creatures, you can pay Red Red. If you do return Phoenix Check from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking with a plus one plus one counter on it um, I this ha- is just mono red aggro i have been looking at my cube trying to figure out how to get this card in yeah i think this card's sweet yeah i think it is too um i remember way back when playing like chandra's phoenix mm-hmm. and i think this is just better than better than that yeah i think it's pretty close um it, it it's always getting in like your your opponent's not going to have any flyers early, yeah. And then randomly comes back later. I think the card's sweet. It's cool design. Agreed. I think it does have, it does a lot of neat things. And like, again, like we went from raging goblin, yeah, to this, to this. Power creep is real, very real. Uh. Rada's Firebrand is next. One in a red for a 3-1 human warrior. Uh, whenever it attacks, target creature defending player controls with power less than Rada's, Rada's Firebrand's power can't block this turn. And it has domain for five and a red. Rada's Firebrand gains plus two, plus two until on a turn. This ability costs one less to activate for each basic land type. Among lands you control, activate only once each turn. This card is weird. 
Yeah, I don't know that you're ever really activating the domain ability. No. But this is like repeatable on crop crasher or for less mana, but you don't have haste. Um it's like Earthshaker Kenra. Yeah, but this does it every time it attacks, not yeah, just one Like it's it's, re- it's like repeatable Earthshaker Kenra. Yeah. Right. It's it's like the same writer, right? It's like less yeah. has to have less power than it. Yeah. Yeah, like again, mono red aggro, like basically you just get to get a blocker out of the way like every turn. Mm-hmm. And like the turn the games where you go like chick into this, then like three drop, you don't have to remove their like two drop, like you just attack around it. Yeah. Right? And then on like turn four you can be like, Alright, I guess I'll kill your three mana creature. Mm-hmm. Get in again. And now you're dead. Yep. So. I, I mean, it's not powerful enough for eternal formats. No, but no, but it, I think it'll like, standard play. if we transition from like mono white being the de facto aggro deck mm-hmm. to like mono red, it'll be on like the back of cards like this. Yep. And possibly this next card. Yeah. Squee dubious monarch. Two and a red for a 2-2 goblin with haste. And whenever it attacks, make a 1-1 goblin that's tapped and attacking. And you can buy this back out of your graveyard. Uh, You can cast it from your graveyard by paying three and a red. red. Three and a red. And exiling four other cards from your graveyard rather than paying its mana. So it has three and a red, escape four. Escape, yep. So I did not realize that it had this like make a uh make a one one goblin text mm-hmm. so you thought it was just squeak coming back yeah i didn't realize that um in mono red prison in legacy mm-hmm. is this better than uh what's his name uh no he's not better than grapple master yeah but is it legion better war than legion war, legion war boss probably right like it deals right i mean there's an argument that is better than rabble master right because it deals three damage when it comes into play but yeah, rabble master I mean, rabble master catches up the next turn right right but this it is a game the turn after that but this is still ahead for the first two turns right this deals three and then if nothing goes wrong seven across two turns and oh no rabble master rabble master ties because it deals one yeah. then four yeah. Is it one, sorry, one then six. So, but like, um, what's his name? Legion Warboss deals one then, well, I guess they're kind of the same. It deals one then five. It's close. Yeah. But like, this is in the conversation. Like, it is awkward well, I mean, that this it's is legendary. in the conversation because it's harder to, harder yeah, to kill. It's it gets to come back, yeah. Yeah. So... Right, like maybe maybe you trim like two Legion War bosses for two squeeze because you can't squeeze. play like a full four. Right. But like it's the right mana cost for that deck. Mm-hmm. The fact that it deals three damage the turn it comes into play is important. Yeah. I mean it's pretty gnarly to go Phoenix Chick and the Radis Firebrand into Squee. Oh yeah, like Like that's just dirty. That that'll end a game right there. Yeah, yeah. They've taken one and then they take seven 
on turn three yeah. that they more than likely can't block. Like if you're on the play, right? They go like one. They take one one seven. Neat. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Squee is way more powerful than I thought he was. Yeah, me too. I I really didn't hear realize he was this powerful. Um, one of our listeners had chimed in asking about Squee, yeah, specifically comparing it to Rebel Master and War Boss, and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize it had that text. <laughs> Neither did I. Like, I was so like infatuated I it was just with the doing like Squee things. Yeah, Squee coming back, I didn't realize like, like what happened to like Squee used to just be a bun- bumbling doof. Yeah, and now, now he's, he's a like dubious monarch. Yeah, now he's like a king with like a bunch of little like goblins to attack with. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're immortal. I guess. I guess you turn from eventually a into a, a monarch. You eventually get there. Yep. It's like Raza Ghul. Like not that he was <laughs> like you eventually just become rich because you've been around so long. Yeah. Compound interest working wonders for you. <laughs> uh, if you're around for a thousand years, that interest works out. Um yeah, like, I think this might have a home as, like, a one-of or two-of in, like, Legacy Mono Red, mm-hmm. right? And, like, you know, Legacy Removal, like, a lot of the control removal, like, Exiles, but, like, you know, if, like, they just bolt it or they, like, trade for it in combat, you yep. know, hopefully, eventually, like, uh, just through playing the game, you, you know get to draw one extra card that happens to be a two, two haster that makes a one, one at some point. Yep. Uh, and yeah. And like mono red and standard, I agree. I think it'll fit there. Nice. Yep. Moving on to green, just a few more cards here. Uh, colossal growth, one in a green with kicker red target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. If this was kicked instead, that creature gets plus four, plus four trample and haste. Um, it's an instant, which, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's a combat trick, so that's relevant. Um, what do we think about Colossal Growth? I think it, I think has haste until end of turn is trinket text. Yeah. Right? Like, it's going to be very rare that you play something and then have three mana left. To pump it and swing. To pump it and, like, end the game. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how much that matters so basically this is a two mana giant growth because yeah. the kicker is not super relevant i think the trample is right like oh that's true yeah right like i think that it's it's like like titanic growth is plus four plus four yeah but one isn't the... titanic growth is sorcery no that's larger than life larger oh, than okay. life is plus four plus four gives trample as a sorcery from kaladesh yeah. And then Titanic Growth is one and a green plus four plus four, no modifier. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of, it's somewhere in between the two. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's good enough. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't think it's good enough. Again, another card that I will completely, I will confidently block in a limited game and then die. But I don't think it's gonna get me anywhere but there. Yep, I uh, agree. Though free, free uh, electrostatic pummeler, please. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, next one we did talk about last week. I believe it was on the show when we were talking about domain. Uh, Lanoir Green Widow, two and a green, four three reach trample, with domain seven green, mm-hmm. seven and a green. Uh, return Lanoir Green Widow from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. It gains if this permanent would leave the battlefield. Exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. This ability costs one less to activate for each basic land type among lands you control. Um, like this is a beating, right? Like, it is, yeah. Okay, like it is no, even, even without the uh, recursion text. Like this card is above rate. I mean, it is. Oh, what is it called? Uh. The green, green, green four four that like dies into an enchantment. Old growth uh, troll. Old growth troll. Yeah. Right. It's some part of that that you can play in a gruel deck. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, old growth troll also like recurs itself, but like you can only play that in like mono green. Right. Right. Like this, you can play in green black green red like it's just a way more flexible card yeah and like i have no problem like i have no problem spending eight mana to get this back on turn 15 or turn 12 right like uh just like having draw a four three reach trample out of my graveyard Mm -hmm. is fine like sure please so I think that again this is one of those cards that like depending on how the format shakes out it might not be good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's definitely a chance that it just like doesn't work out. But there's also a chance that like this is what the format's about. Yeah. Right, where it's just like, oh, like they they had this like uh my Rada couldn't attack because it just traded my yep. my phoenix chick couldn't attack. Yep. I got stoneballed by this. I killed it. But by that time they had like stabilized and then like three turns later they brought it back and I was in the same like mess. Yeah. Also, another please give me a uh, a blue glass bead to uh, track the fact that this card now exiles itself. Well, like I said, you pull it, it out. It is. I get I guess it is uh scarab god. Yeah. Where you're just like, I guess this is a zombie now. Yep. But, yeah, this card just seems like a beating. Yep. Moving on to our last green card. And I believe this is one that you wanted yeah. to talk about. Uh, you want to read it off? Sure. Silverback Elder, two green, green, green for an ape shaman, five, seven. Ooh, that's you... a lot of stats. That is five a lot. Mana. That is. We're in Gargaroth territory. Right. Whenever you cast a creature spell, choose one, destroy an artifact or enchantment. Look at the top five cards of your library, put a land from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order, or you gain four life. Like, this is a lot of Gargaroth, though Gargaroth is more like self contained. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhere, like, it's like a Kogla kind of. Right, it does. I, I think this is like easier to play in a deck than Kogla is, though. Like Kogla asks some pretty specific things from you. Doesn't he just ask to attack, though? Like he. I don't know. I thought he had like weird text about like bouncing a creature or something. Uh, 
I thought Kogla, like, we're t- talking about the monkey that, like, fights or, like, blows up an enchantment. Yeah. Right? Doesn't, don't you have to, like, bounce a creature to do something? Uh, I don't think. Kogla, Ape Titan. Enters the battlefield. It fights up to one target creature you don't control. When it attacks, destroy target artifact creature. And then you can return a human... Uh, one in the green return target human you control to its owner's hand. Kogla gains indestructible. Oh, okay. Um, he's three green, green, green. Yeah. Like, I like this card. I, I guess I don't know what its home is. Yeah, it, I don't know what it. That could. It does like have the same like problem as like the defilers, mm-hmm. right? Where. Like, now I've played my five drop, I have to have gas behind it. Right. But, like, also a five seven for five. Right. Takes care of a lot of problems uh, on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you cast a spell, like, you just, you've done it. Like, also, though, Man, like. Can you imagine, like, chaining Burning Tree emissaries after having this guy out? Oh. <laughs> gain four, gain four, gain four. Or. Gain four, gain four, blow an enchantment up. Yeah. Or put two lands into play, blow an enchantment up. Yeah, seems seems very good. Yeah. Um, but I guess I don't know what what his home is. But like, it just seems like it's like too much stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where I like look back and I'm like, I was so long about wrong about Elder Gargaroth. <laughs> right. Like where like this is just like oh I'm a wall of text. I probably have a home somewhere. Yeah. All right. Next card here. What do we got? We got this is a big one. Karn Living Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we four can we, mana planeswalker? Do we have a sad trombone to play? I don't know. Uh, do you have one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you yeah, go. There you go. Four mana planeswalker, four loyalty. Uh plus one. Create a tapped Power Stone token. We told you about those last week. It's a mana rock that you can only cast or you can't use for non-artifacts is what it is. Uh, Minus one. Pay any amount of mana. Look at that many cards from the top of your library. Then put one of those cards into your hand on the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And neg seven, you can emblem with tap an untapped artifact you control. This emblem deals one damage to any target. He doesn't protect himself. He doesn't do anything. Well, sure, he he makes uh, <laughs> game objects, and then uses them to deal one damage to things. I mean, you can uh, right, like what is it that uh? Yeah, he basically does nothing. Yeah, like his minus requires you to pay mana. Yeah. Which is what like the joke is, right? You use the plus to get power yeah. stones to fuel the minus. Yeah. But then it doesn't do anything. Right? right. If I'm like what was that oh god, what Vivian's bow or something. Vivian's arc mm-hmm. bow that was like you pay like X mana and you look at the X top cards of your library, you then you put... discard a card. Yeah. But you then put the card into play. Right. Right. 
you're paying mana to look at the top X cards of your library and just putting that card into your hand. Right. I guess you could go like plus minus tap the power stone, draw the top card of your library. Yeah. But, but like I mean, that's almost nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's just like minus draw a card. Yeah. Which is like not where you want to be. Right. And like you don't want to plus this three times to get to the ultimate. Right. Because the ultimate doesn't do a whole lot. Like, I guess you're dealing three a turn with your power stones. Yeah. I've seen people uh, say this might be one of the worst five Planeswalkers ever printed. I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if I'd go quite that far. But it's pretty awful. I think, uh, like, War of the Spark Kaya is pretty bad. Yeah. Tybalt. Tybalt. Our boy from back in the day. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's some stinkers. There are, but this one is pretty bad. Hobo Jace. This one is pretty bad, yeah. Kazmina. Yeah. Strixhaven Kazmina was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hobo- uh, oh, uh, Living Guild Pack Jace was pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. This, not that I needed, like, another, like, format defining format of Karn. Right. Because like, you have enough of them. Yeah. I mean if you remember the uh the uh, the Dominaria Karn was great. Was great. Was getting yeah. played in Legacy until they printed the bustiest of Karns. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, this one's just dumb. I guess I'll yep. play it. Oh, it's a null rod that gets me artifacts. Neat. Cool. <laughs> My null rod draws me two cards. Yep. So, yeah, this card just, I don't know, like, what it was supposed to do. Yep. You know what I mean? It just, uh, I guess we should be happy that in an era where they've just turned every knob to 11. They turned Karn down. They turned Karn. They're like, you know what? We already have one Karn that sees place everywhere. Let's let's not make it all Karn yep. all the time. Pump the brakes. Yeah, it's like, eh, slow it down. All right, we have uh, two cycles left, but we're only going to talk about two cards. The first is the common lands. Okay. Um, relevant because they have basic land types for domain, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. There comes into their gates with basic land types instead of gate types. Um, they'll do their job in limited. I don't know that they'll do much more than that. Um. Is Tribal Flames a common? I'm looking. I'm not sure. Tribal Flames is a common. Right? Like, maybe there's a world where um, these, um, like, these lands combined with... um, the snow duels from Kaldheim, which also had basic land types. Yeah. Like, could give you enough base, uh, lands with basic land types for um, Popper. Also, yeah. like, Farseek is a common. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this makes Farseek a better card in Popper. Right, like the there's like red green ramp decks that are playing cleansing wildfire mm-hmm. to get their ramp on. 
Yep. Right? Now you just get to play, like, Farseek, and you have, like, eight duels you can go get. So, like, that's probably, like, maybe, they probably doesn't super, like, Farseek probably doesn't supersede that, but you might be able to, like, build a deck where you have Farseek getting your duels plus, um, yep. uh, then Cleansing Wildfire to kind of, like, ramp you in, get you through your deck. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're right. They're just going to be like C play yeah. unlimited. Um, I mean, they're, this might be for a different episode, but they're probably relevant in cube also different mm-hmm. cubes. Um, last card are the pain lands. You pick the worst one. No way. Poor went out for my homie. But that's why I picked this one. Cause that guy was the best. And now he's eternalized. In a puddle of goo. Yeah. So, if you don't know, Ice Age Sulfurous Springs has a demon chilling out in a hot spring. Yep. And the new one has the skeleton of a demon chilling out in, like, a tar pit. Yep. It's very sad. We've come full circle with the... with the, uh, with the Ice uh, Age was a long time ago. He wasn't going to survive this long. Hey... I don't know. Like, I don't know what the lifespan is on like a hot spring devil. He seemed to have a pretty low stress <laughs> lifestyle, right? Chilling like, out in his hot spring. chilling out in his hot tub. Um, so, right, we have you said six of the pain lands. We got six of them, and they're like random ones. Like, we don't have the allied or the enemy. They're just like six random ones. This is the same thing they did with the with the pathways. Yeah. Right, they gave us like six in uh, Zendikar Kelheim. Rising, and then four in Kelheim. Oh yeah, 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 yep. I think was how it worked. And again, it was like it was like some of the allied ones, and then like randomly one enemy one. Yeah, like we have uh, Sulfur Springs, Edikar Waste, and Kerpulsen Forest. I think are the. Uh... Importantly, those are the ones that are not legal in Pioneer. Yes. So those are being added to Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't remember which two were being uh, printed. You have Caves of Coilos, Shivan Reef, and Yavamaya okay. Coast. Yep. Which the full art version of Shivan Reef is pretty nice. Yeah, I saw somebody posted just, like just the art online. It was yeah, it's like a plus job there. Yeah. Um, these lands like encourage like aggressive two color decks, mm-hmm. right? Like they don't penalize you for uh, by coming into play tap, so they allow you to like play your red one drop into your like black two drop. Yep. Right, and so that could be good for like there was that uh, red white aggressive deck that was just like various things that had haste on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you played against that deck. It, mm-hmm. it was just like, like it had the like red, like um, day night uncommon that was like is a three, three and like gets a counter if it's like night or something. Uh, and there's everything has haste, right? This makes their mana better. Like those yeah. kind of decks, not that deck. Cause we don't have battlefield forge, but like a red, black aggressive deck is going to play soft springs. Right. Over like some other like tapped duel or something. Mm-hmm. And since they hurt you, right? Like if you're trying to make the game short, 
by being aggressive, like you don't mind taking three damage because you're going to deal 20 damage before your opponent deals 17. Yeah. Or and at least that's the like, plan. once your mana is to a point where like you don't need it to be making colored mana, you can just tap it for colorless and not take any damage anymore either. Yeah. And like, I think these also like, um, could find their way into like grease fang kind of decks. Right. Okay. Uh, we didn't get Caves of Coilos, did we? Or We did, right? We yeah. did. So you have Caves and you have um, Out of Car Ways, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, like, trying to end the game on turn three or four, right? Like, taking two or three damage from your mana base to make sure you can cast all your spells with, like, untapped lands. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Like, you don't have the awkwardness of, like, a pathway where you're, like, if I put this on black to cast my Citrus Supplier, I don't have white mana for my Rafines Informant. Uh, which one do I value more? It's just yeah. like, no, Caves of Coilers, cast them both. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. You're fine. So, like, yep. in those decks that are going to play a condensed game, these these can be good to make sure that your mana is always untapped. Yeah, or if you're, like, just trying to splash or something, too. These yeah. work out nicely for... You know, just uh, like if you got a one of blue card in your whatever. Yeah, like you green white deck then. Right, like if you if you want to like splash negates in yeah. your in your deck, you could play, you know, a couple pain lands to be your blue source. Yeah, they'll kind of they'll fill a similar role to the pathways. Yeah. So, and this is where the pathways go away. We're left with the the slow, slow lands. Land. Right. So, yeah, like if you had like this, like this, a swamp and like a slow land, like you can like be able to cast all of your spells. Right. Mm-hmm. You have access, you would have access to your, uh, you should have access to your colors. So, yep. All right. And I think we've got yeah. a show. Yeah. Three hours in, we finally have a show. Finally, finally. I like how you have Liliana set up to go back to. I didn't have it set up. I specifically clicked on Liliana. To okay, bring it back. okay. We got we got to go out with just your so girl. it's clear. Yeah. yeah, her and the ch- with her chain veil in the back. That's right. Um. So that was everything. If you guys think we missed something, like, uh, if you think you know what the next ledger, uh, God, I can't ever say that card. Ledger, Ledger Shredder. Shredder or like Fable the Mirror Breaker that like we should be telling everyone to buy for a dollar. Let right? us that, know that we might have missed. Like, let us know yep. so we can let everyone know and we can all we can all reap the benefits. Yeah, so, I mean, we don't mind revisiting any of this stuff too. If you guys had other opinions that you wanted to share or have us talk about, yeah, um, yeah, let us know. We will talk about them. I'm sure next week we're gonna have. Maybe not a ton. I think we both have busy weekends coming up, but we'll have some limited insights for you. Yeah. And uh, eventually we're going to do a cube update episode. Mm-hmm. So you got that to look forward to. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, anything out of this set that you guys wanted talked about that we didn't, or you think we were wrong on, or like Brian said, if you got a, a hot spec that you want us to share with everybody. Let us know. Let us know. How can they do that? They can check all of our social media links out down below. Like, there's the Discord, Twitter, Facebook. We do a pretty good job of answering all of those things. So if you let yeah. get a hold of us there, we'll get back to you. Yep, perfect. 
Uh, if you want to support the show, two ways to do it. TCG player affiliate link, uh, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, head on over there to buy any of your singles. I know I'll probably be making a big order when this set comes out. Um, and I will be doing it on TCG player. Anything you purchase after following that link, we'll get a percentage of help keep the show running. If you want to support us directly, if you think we do a good job and you want to hear more of us, uh, patreon.com slash casual MTG patrons do get to hear more of us. They get access to our pre-show, which is about another hour of us every week rambling about whatever we feel like. Uh, they also get access to our pre-show and every once in a while they get something sweet in the mail that they decide to send out. I hope you guys enjoy what you should be receiving any day now. So yeah. Get that to look forward to. Got anything else for this week? Nope. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>